This book has bad words. Hello, hard yarn podcast people. Listeners. <laughs> I didn't want to call them hard yarners. <laughs> uh, this week's episode, we are sponsored by the Comedy Lounge, as always. They're a great little stand-up venue. And Chelsea Morgan's company called... The Collective Therapy. Oh, yeah. Good. We're launching. Uh, they're on Instagram at Collective Therapy, is it? Yeah, at yeah. the Collective Therapy. Yeah. At the Collective Therapy. But tonight's episode was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, we talked, uh, we got pretty deep. Uh, yeah. Different I, than normal. I refrained from a few jokes. Jokes. I only made a couple this time because Chelsea is a dear friend of mine and I try not to put her <laughs> off track as much but we this talk, episode. We talk hypnotherapy, we talk spirituality, uh, we talk, uh, what else? Energy, frequencies, primitive mind, neuroscience. Threat response. I should have just asked her because yeah. hormones, <laughs> yeah. yeah, childhood um, trauma, regression, pattern, how to lose weight. Yeah, fuck, yeah. we actually covered a lot, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Stay well, till the end. It's an awesome episode. Yeah. Enjoy the show. <laughs> you will enjoy this episode. <laughs> and I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. The fake news, the enemy of the people. The that I call the fake news the enemy of the people. The fake news. Yes, and welcome to the Hard Yarns podcast here today. Something a little bit different. We're joined by Daniel Del Barello and Chelsea Morgan. My name is Tony... Fuck, what's his name? Tony Gregg. <laughs> Tony Gregg. No, Tony Gregg. <laughs> Uh, some bought yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's, no, yeah. No, yeah. That, that, that's, my, my bro, hey. Yeah, there we go. Know. You've got the South African yeah. accent down packed as well. Oh, oh well, well yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hardest of the yarns. It has absolutely nothing to do with our guest, however. <laughs> I just nice. wanted to start differently than, <laughs> how are we, guys? <laughs> yeah, how's it, bro? How's it? How's it? How's it? How's it, oh, my friend? How's it? Is it? Is it good, eh? Everyone knows how hey. to do a bit of South African accent. Shut you your just... mouth when you talk to me, eh? <laughs> Shut your mouth when you I talk to it. me. Did you park the, gro- the <laughs> car on the grass at the front? <laughs> oh, that's oh two gosh. different kinds of South Africans. Like the park the car. A, yeah, did you park the car? Oh, the yeah. Women, the women do uh, that. A bit more. Now, Daniel, did <laughs> you park the car? I tell you, you're such a sweet boy. No, now you're doing... Um, Nonna, Italian. A South Nonna. African Nonna. Nonna. Into but Nonna. My, my, my friend's mum was, she was like, oh, you're such a sweet boy, Daniel. Sweet <laughs> And they always say, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hard yarn, yarn, yarn. But yeah, how's it? How's it? Yeah. I'm great. This is actually a pretty special day to for me today because I launched my Instagram. Send it. One. Launch, boy. Absolutely. little plug early in the Whoa. show. <laughs> What's it called? What is it called? Um, the Collective Therapy. Oh, but yeah. it was a, it's a big day because I've been hesitant to do this because – I don't know, I find social media a bit bittersweet, but I really channeled the sweet side and thought, right, rip the Band-Aid off and just get it out there. So, yeah, yeah good day, mm, good awesome. day. Awesome. Um, yeah, this is your third time on the podcast. Fuck yeah. And I think second time in about three or four weeks. Nah, second time in a month, I think, four weeks ago, four wasn't weeks, it? Four weeks, yeah. With yeah. a sexologist. Because we were going to aim to get Chelsea on once a month. Yeah. yeah. Periodically. <laughs> <laughs> if you may. Oh, but, wow. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's good because she is a gypsy. <laughs> and do you know how I know? 
because she has her whole house in my backyard. <laughs> oh, did you have to? Yeah. <laughs> well, that is the truth. Yeah, she's got a really. Yeah, so I've helped her with um, some oh, furniture this week, and there's it's on the back of a Ute, and my my house is lockable. She's so, a parky. Yeah, legit. Okay, yeah, it's I've got because you see my friend stupidly enough introduced me to Marketplace on Facebook, <laughs> and now I'm addicted, and that thing sends you notifications. Yeah. So mm. now every bargain that pops up, I've got to get. Yeah. And so now shit. I'm. You might need to see a counselor about your hoarding, man. Yeah. No, it's not the hoarding side. It's the. It's the Bargain. You, no, it's the FOMO. Oh, it's yeah. FOMO, fear of missing out. I've got it chronic. FOMO, I've got that. Fear with, of markets online. I've just got that and yeah. it helps. It makes me drink a lot. Yeah. That's, that's a thing, I think, for me. Yeah. That what does? Fit the, the FOMO. Yeah, yeah. The fear of missing out, that rubber arm I've got. On I bargains. Like, you I drink feel, when you don't get a good couch <laughs> at a good price. <laughs> no, but I feel like the FOMO for me is that's what it does. Yeah. People, I, my, I get the rubber arm and, yeah. I, and it's, it's not healthy for me. I, I defeated <laughs> yeah. FOMO for the first time. In a long time on Saturday, I emceed my mate's wedding. Yeah. And I drove there, and there was all, everyone's like, oh, Yeah, I messaged you. And I just went, Nah, man, I'm fucking prick. And it's only because I, um, it's only because I had a job to do, like, to keep me busy. Mm. If I didn't know every 25 minutes I'd have to do a, a speech or I'll be switched on, I would have, yeah. I would have drank and left my car there. So. It was good. I need something to do. Doesn't it? You know? Don't you feel accomplished when you do that as well? You're such a wanker, but aren't you? You're like, oh, I didn't drink. <laughs> I've succeeded. It's, I still wasted Sunday. I might as well have drunk, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but you feel better. You do feel better. And you, when you're hungover, you crave the salty, sweet, creamy, yeah. gross foods. Um, yeah. And, you know, and then that has repercussions as well the following day because then you feel yuck and gas. Well, I'll one-up you. I'll one-up you. For FOMO, following fear of missing out. I had a night out on Saturday night and then woke up 6.30 in the morning to my daughter, went and got the nephews, spent half the day at the beach, didn't eat like shit. So Mm. I don't know how I did that. But Yeah, well, you didn't drink on Saturday. (laughs) 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 Why not do both? Mind over matter. Mm. Mm. Speaking of minds, we were getting you on because last time we we sort of – Focus on Ricky. This mm. time we're focusing mm. back on Ricky again. How is she? No. <laughs> <laughs> we're focusing on on uh, your passion, which is we're going to talk for the listeners. Uh, please keep listening. We're going to talk a bit about spirituality and hypnotherapy mm. and yes. all other things. Um, what should we say? New age slash. Neuroscience. Neuroscience. There's that's so the perfect much. one for it. Neuroscience is so interesting. Because this is it. something you've been trying to work into for a bit and finally today you you launched it all. I, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, just my Instagram because yeah, I've okay. had it on silent for a while, just looking at it thinking, <laughs> oh, gosh, really? Yeah. This whole world of social media and just thinking, no, I can do it authentically, you know, mm. like not that social media is not authentic, blah, blah, but, you know, through word of mouth. And then you I can't thought, these days. It's like I having thought, the yellow why pages. Why am I doing that to myself? I'm kind of ripping mm. myself off of finding people out there that I can help. Yeah. So. If there's going to be any place that's going to find people that are like-minded, it, it's mm. the internet and Insta and socials. Mm. But Instagram and, my, and Facebook have just replaced the yellow pages from back in the day. Correct. You know, people would mm. pick up the yellow pages, look through, and for the younger listeners, the yellow pages <laughs> are a book <laughs> that was yellow exist? that had business businesses. They still exist. Uh, yeah, it's just called the yellow page now, and, <laughs> it, and it's their Instagram handle. People, <laughs> it's like people, at yellow page because it's still it's reasonably expensive, hey? Um, no, remember they drop it off for free. 
No. Are you thinking of Gregory's roadmaps? No, to put your, your oh, yeah, ad yeah, in the yeah. page. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to be pages. super expensive. I mean, that's it's ridiculous yeah. to even think about. Advers- even advertising in the newspaper, I still think is fucking. Well, it depends on your target market. If you're looking mm. for people that are about to die, then yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and not <laughs> funerals. Only that, but the thing is, you, that's that target market that, that you're talking about. You, yeah. It's so unrefined. So yeah. a million people might buy that news- newspaper. How yeah. good? Oh, a million people quotation marks have yeah. seen that ad. No, well, even if a million people have seen that ad, yeah. randomly have spotted that ad within the paper. Uh, let's say. Two percent of them were what yeah. the people you're trying to reach. Well, I learned that lesson the hard way when I was 23 or 24. I put on a, a ladies' night for breast cancer. Yeah, and uh, I thought it'd be great to to put a thing in the paper, mm. and it was I think 350 or 400 bucks, which back then for me, a young guy at uni, was like that was expensive. Yeah, and I sold one ticket from it, I think, which Fuck. was like, and it was 50 bucks a ticket. Mm. So it was just the biggest crock, and they sell it to you like you know. Oh, we get X amount. They were saying like one hundred and fifty thousand readers, and blah blah blah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, sick. Yep, nothing. That was my profit margin. The rest I gave to. Well, I lost money, but we raised like eighteen hundred bucks for breast cancer, which was sick. Mm. But um, yeah, I could have made. <laughs> so I could have spent my money better. So you need to use social media. Yeah. So anyway, I attest to that because that's so, my, that was my job. Well, sort of still is my job. Mm. Creating and running social media for people. So, oh, I might just. Well, if you actually, he's not doing too well for the hard yarns. Uh, If if you need any tips, oh, I do. I so do. I'm a bit backward with that. And also, I was tossing out whether to have a website because you know, lots of people that I look at in you know my field of expertise, I guess, Mm -hmm. don't have websites. And I think in my mind, for some reason, that's quite unprofessional. So anyway, I did a website through the Wix. Through the Wix? Through the (laughs) Wix. Like the Facebook? (laughs) No. It's just Wix. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on there as well. It's good. Wix is great. I use that to host mine. Oh, yeah. see, this is how backward I am. I, you know, a Wix I found out about a week ago, you know, I yeah. thought it was the greatest thing ever. So, yeah. I did use Squarespace. That was great for a while, but uh, Wix is the next level up yeah. for me. Yeah, so I've got to but it talk is, to I you think guys it is about this MailChimp. Like, I get I've, I get a bit overwhelmed by the whole technology side of things. I yeah. would MailChimp probably have is, existed better in the olden days. MailChimp gets paid 25% more than female chimp. So, so. <laughs> MailChimp's good, but again, it's email. It's And like, yeah. I, I use MailChimp for one of my clients and it just happens to be that the reason we still use that is because probably 80% of their demographic is aging. Yeah. Very old. You can get you can do similar on Wix like as with what you do on MailChimp. Anyway, for the listeners, this is uh, yeah, this <laughs> so boring, yeah. hit us up with um, the biggest uh, misconception or myth about hypnotherapy or spirituality or both or two. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, so hypnotherapy, the biggest myth is that people think that you are not conscious or that you are sleepy or not alert or that the hypnotist Mm -hmm. has more influence over you than you do yourself. Okay. That was a bit of a big answer. So these these hypnotists that you see on TV that they can go and you're under, is that a real thing or is that – Yes, that's called the hypnosis surrender. So, okay, so the style of hypnotherapy that I studied mm-hmm. is called RTT, which is called Rapid Transformational Therapy. That's designed by Marissa Pia 
in the UK. She's great. She's the like leading therapist now in the world. She's great. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she designed this style of hypnotherapy and she uses um, – how do I say this without it being a big mouthful again? But she uses – it's called suggestibility techniques mm-hmm. that – yeah, it's pretty much yeah that make that makes you go boom into a hypnotic state and yeah. So short answer is yes, that is a thing. It's not a myth. You mm-hmm. can that can happen to you, and everyone can be hypnotized, which we'll get into later. Because Delvey doesn't think he can be because <laughs> no, he knows the tricks that have been doing. Done yeah, to him. when I was um, 16, 17, 18, mm-hmm. I had a book on NLP, neuro linguistic programming. Mm-hmm. So reading that, <clears throat> I learned what people were saying, what they were doing, the whole suggestibility thing, like words that they were using with double entendres, matching your rhythm, trying to breathe the same, match your bodies. And then so is this how every time someone's doing it to me, I'm like, ah, this is what you're doing. Was this, this three when you were trying to yeah, do a bit of magic and stuff like that? Because is that the same way as like how they would make you, a magician might they No, that's mentalism. That's, there's there's mm. two different things. Mentalism's different okay mm. it's where you're doing it's so, almost like a trick of the mind but you also rely on um like common uh patterns that people fall into yeah but yeah with so the they'll, they'll say like you know write a name on the back of this card of a celebrity yeah. that you're thinking of blah 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 yeah, up to that point people, they've, they've done the suggestibility thing where they've where they've done things throughout the conversation yes that's what i mean to, yeah so it's a suggest- yeah. yeah so okay. for example i'll do a suggestibility technique with you oh so go like this, this is one of the most common ones. So, people like listening, that. you got interlock your fingers and you point your hands like as, guns. We can use this as the video. So, if you look in between your fingers right now mm-hmm. and focus, and I want you to imagine that each of your fingers are a magnet and they're drawing closer and closer and closer together. Did they start to move? Yeah. Yeah. See, so boom, diggity. That is oh, fuck, I got a bit of metal in the end of mine. So, you, that like, is hip. That's yeah. a bit shaky as well, just having a quick look at yeah. that. That's because, well, that's you can go down the energy street or you can go to mind over matter, literally, because we're matter, right? Yeah. So your I, mind is controlling the matter. I remember when you were young, they you, they say they give you the ball, the energy ball, and you'd try and press it and you could feel it in your hand. That's Dragon Ball Z. Bro. Dragon Ball Z, yeah. <laughs> but do you remember that? It was a joke, a game or something like that. I can't remember how you do it, but you go like, is this with a camp? Is this with a camp leader? No, it's just like one of those. Um, <laughs> opt- it was those illusions that yeah. you do when you're a kid. You know, when you mm. those little fun ones, like what yeah. you just sort of did, mm. and it's not there, but you can feel the <clears throat> ball. The, no. Yeah, because you imagine that it's there, and our brains are very powerful. And then another one is if you. Put your hand out or your arm out in front of you like but this. Very careful with this salute. <laughs> it's very Nazi. You might have to position yourself better. You, you're okay, Ken, but you're not so okay. okay. But reach around as far as you can all the way back, all the way back I'll as far like as you can, can and look. I've got a shoulder issue. Yeah. Oh, shit. No, do right. Yeah, all the way back and look. Look, look how far back you're getting. Okay, yeah. stop. Right, you're re- directly at that mark on the wall, so that's a good okay. yeah, a indicator. Good mark, now yeah. come back, relax. Okay. Now you need to tell yourself that you're going to push your arm further past that indication point and that you can do it. Like tell yourself you can do this easily, effortlessly. Okay. And, and push and it. And do it? Yeah, do it. And you got to look. I'm not going to look. I'm just going to keep going. Oh, see, he got there. 
Yeah. Oh, well, we yeah. passed it. Oh. A good mm, six, good. six inch. I'm not good at oh, six that's, inch. That's a, hey, yeah. we referred to that last podcast. <laughs> 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 a shuckers passed. Yeah. A shuckers. Oh, that's yeah. yeah. It was shuckers link. So um, there's mm. suggestibility techniques that show you how powerful that your mind is. Yeah. And is there's in, a few. Like, that's how the placebo works, I guess. Is that right? But it's your own. Placebo is a little bit different, although there has been studies like, for example, you know, you give someone a drug and at the same time you give them a drug, you get them to sniff lavender and you watch the effects of the drug over the brain and then, you know, you do it several times and then what you can do is actually then give the client patient just, um, you know, like a sniff of lavender and then look at the brain scans and what the drug does had done under the influence That's why everyone drug. gets high off creatine in Perth. Because <laughs> it's mixed with coke and when they're sniffing the coke they're used to the creatine it, and now they just go, cre- they just go creatine because it's so cut. Is that, is that, <laughs> um, there's a, a, a what would they call it a test or it's from a, it's from a while ago called the piano experiment. Is Do you know about the pa- piano experiment? I know the bell experiment. There's it's, lots. It's, You're talking it's about placebo. To, you sort of. It's referred to pretty <clears throat> commonly. And I can't, for the life of me, the details really escape me. But basically, very broadly speaking, the guy gave, let's say, five, a group of five people uh, a, a list of notes to play on the piano, one, two, three, four, five in order, and they would have to do it two hours a day until mm. – it was sort of it became ingrained in their system. They did it for I think a week from memory. P- people who know the experiment better might be going, "No, you're wrong." But it was about that. Let's just go with that one. And then they had the same another five, a group of five, with the exact same task, but just to imagine those playing those five keys. Yeah. Mm. And then the 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 grey matter in mm. the brain yes. in that area in which grew yeah. through the people who actually physically. Did, yeah. did the playing of the keys also grew in the people who just imagined it? Yes, so that's Joe Dispenza who does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That placebo, yeah, and he's fantastic. Everyone, He's like my guru. Um, but he refers to that quite a lot. So He's yeah, the one who rebuilt his spine basically yeah. with his mind, is that right? But that's yeah. – yeah, exactly. That's because the mind – rewires and relearns, regenerates, whatever you recreates, whatever, over repetition. Mm. And that's because the mind like moves towards what's familiar and away from what's unfamiliar. And that's just our primitive mind. So, mm. you know, like when we grew up in tribes and we would gravitate towards the tribe that was familiar to us and away from the tribe that wasn't because it could be potentially fatal if we moved mm. – from what's familiar to the freaking tiger that's going to eat our head off down the road. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why repetition grows grey matter and it expands our brain is because that's our primitive mind in action. There was a myth around about that with the golf swing as well. They did the same thing where they, you imagine your golf swing. Yeah, okay. And it got better. Really? Um, it ended up being a, that was a fake Implement news. that one. <laughs> yeah, it was a fake news a one. Fake one. I was saying, okay. oh, yeah, this guy, and then he hit a hole in one. I was like, yeah. So yeah. I looked into it and, and I was like, no, nah, it's a fake. It's just to, even it's that, just a replica of to that just piano hit. study. Yeah. Okay. The worst thing for me is if, if I was imagining my golf swing, I'd be hitting it just as shit because my swing shit. <laughs> but it's so also I'm imagining just, my shit swing. It's also a lot harder to try and recreate a whole golf swing, whereas this is literally one, two, three, four, yeah. five, like with your fingers. It's probably a little more imaginable within your mind. Yeah. Just mm. like Joe Dispenza, he rebuilt his spine, mm. or he says he rebuilt his spine yeah. from scratch mm. after he broke it 
in a he come off his bike accident. Mm. Yep. So a few people sent that- me this. Chell sent me. Um, but he knew he was a doctor, and he knew mm. the ins and outs of what the spine looked like and yeah, everything that was meant to. That's be. purely yeah. because our mind responds to the pictures that we show it. Yes. So. Your mind doesn't know the difference between right or wrong, healthy, unhealthy, good and bad. It just does what you show it and what you tell it. That's why we get into destructive negative patterns as well because your brain doesn't go, well, actually, you shouldn't be eating the chocolate and the Coca-Cola. You should be eating fruit. It just does what you want. So if you desire chocolate, your mind's going to move you towards it because our brains are designed to move us from – Um, pain to pleasure no matter what so that's like when I said to you move your arm around Mm -hmm. and I said tell yourself that you can do it you could have told yourself oh my my shoulder's fucked I'm not going to be able to do it you wouldn't have been able to probably move past that point in the wall Mm. so your mind doesn't correct your thoughts and the pictures that you show it it simply does what you tell it Mm. which is so cool because you can tell your mind anything and it will believe it that's why if you're gonna tell yourself a fucking lie like something stupid like my ass is fat and it's not really then tell yourself a better lie that my ass is skinny and i'm fit and before you know it you will start to look like that it's incredible and that's why but you obviously need to do a bit of you need to physically work as well. Well, yes, but there has been a lot of experiments on, you know, oh, that's a whole other subject. But, yes, of course, you need to do physical things yeah. in, you know. Um, conjunction. Yes, yeah. in conjunction in addition. Yeah. But your mind is still the number one most powerful element in anything and everything. Here's a left centre center question I'm just thinking and I can't help but think that I've got this from Carl Pilkington of all people. <laughs> yeah. But when you're saying you tell your mind, mm-hmm. right, are your brain and your mind two separate things or is it your spirit and your soul telling your mind, which is – so who's well, – what's telling the mind? Your mind is your mind. Okay, yeah. oh, who, so you're saying who's, who's I? Who's who? Who am I? Am I who, who saying I? to my brain, right? Mm, your 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 back's going to heal. That question. So yeah, where's this coming from? Is this my soul that's going no, or is this my brain compartmentalizing itself, going, hang on a sec? Oh, so where, who is I? Is it? Yeah, fucking yes. incredible. Question. What is Can what you is the your internal monologue telling uh, yourself? See, because I I like. I have so many fingers in different pies and pots. I believe so many different points of view, but what I believe through doing energy work as well as hypnotherapy, as well as neuroscience, is that there's an element of each that's correct and it's a fusion of them all. That's why I've started the collective therapy because that's exactly what it is. It's a fusion of modalities to create that wholeness because it's not just spirituality. It's not just neuroscience and chemicals that are created and it's not just your thoughts and feelings and it's all three combined. All of it. And then you've got your past lives and then you've got frequencies and then you've got genetics and then you've got So no singularity. And no. I think that's what that documentary you put me on, Healed, talks about as well. They did all the studies. Oh, I watched Healed. Oh, love it. Great. And you need I'll to have that, actually. a multifaceted mm. approach mm. to getting well or to anything. Mm. But yeah, I from what I believe in with my <clears throat> with what I've read and what I what sort of makes the most sense to me is the same as Branchy, where we reincarnate our soul. We're in a vessel right now and our soul is what yeah. is inside um, my body and it's connected to me through some ethereal fluid. Um, but, yeah, I'm always thinking 
Just is my temporary. soul talking to me? Is it my mind that talks to me? Mm. But and when you say, is it my soul talking to me? I see that as intuition and I that's an intuition is a higher guide. Yeah. Um, and some people believe that intu- intuition is connected to past lives, but then other people might believe that intuition is connected to your guides, which yeah, is see, something else. I would think more along that track that your intuition is your connection to the spirit world. And you're picking up on on that other level or other frequency. Yeah. So And people with higher frequencies, so we can go into that a little bit because people hear these words and this was another one of the myths I was going to say, but before is that people hear these words and they don't understand it and they think that you have to be some kind of genius to get it and it's just that, you know, or they think that, in order to be spiritual that you need to look like a hippie or talk <laughs> yeah. like a hippie and it's yeah. not, you know. So, and I forgot what I was saying. Um, <laughs> Past lives of frequencies and the, yeah. the myths. I forgot. Well, you got to be Fantastic. a hippie. Fantastic. Well, listen to your intuition and it will come. But I do want to <laughs> touch on what Delby was saying, that question of who is I so when yeah. you say I am. That's the Ali G. Who is I? Who is I? <laughs> I is Ali G. I, I, like I, when I say I, is it... Is it like what Delby's saying, that internal monologue of I, I am? You can't say I am without first describing something about you or something that you, a place that you're in, the area that you're, you can't describe yourself. So you're saying I'm branchy, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a podcast host from Wanneroo. Well, you can't describe yourself without describing the world you you live in or the world, what you're doing, Mm. the world you live in, your environment, basically. That's why some people say- does that mean you you and your environment uh, have a blend like the yin and the yang? We can see how they sort Mm. of, they blend together. You are just as much of of the environment as the environment is just as much as you. Yes, because- But I'm a sick cunt in Perth and in Bali. (laughs) 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 Oh, my gosh. This, see this. You know how you said before I get pissed off at you because yeah. you drop jokes. Yeah, because you're you in a train of thought. My yeah, freaking brain. So I was going to say something very cool just then, <laughs> and now I've fucking lost it. You said yeah because you, you're yin and yang with your environment. Because your perception of your environment is complete energy. Mm. Because atoms are made up ninety nine point nine 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 percent of energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your perception of matter changes because it is energy. Well, atoms are 99.9% of space as well. There's actually that much gap between Mm. the nucleus and the electrons that the majority of atoms is space. So even though we're solid, what we're actually made up Mm. of is a fuckload of space and Mm. energy Energy. moving around. The one thing I don't think we have to debate with nothing, no one in the audience listening can actually query is um, the fact that the, the, the power of the mind is a real thing. Jeez. We know that because they use the placebo effect as a measurement to, to test uh, medicine. So we yeah. know that's rec- uh, recognised by the governing bodies that this is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Whether or not we can harness that ability to be able to control and use the power of the mind to heal ourselves, that differs between person to person. And some mm-hmm. people think they can, some people think they it's just bullshit. But the, the fact is we know it's a real thing. Because it has to be real because of people like David Goggin. <clears throat> well, yeah, and the, Wim but, Hof. But even people having a, a sugar pill and then curing cancer, like yeah. those sorts of things, they have happened and it's not not it's not just by chance. It's their, the power of their mind. So we know that's a real thing. I guess the, the thing that a lot of our listeners that might listen to something like this, 
um, would query would be energy healing and sound healing and these sorts of things. We had the spiritual ninja on the other day, and he's very big on that, but he didn't really go into detail of how something like sound healing works. Hmm. Is that something you can try and explain with energy and frequencies? Yep. Um, This is part of my passion because I loved Reiki and I loved hypnosis, which is science and energy blended, but I wanted to understand it and I was so sick of people saying big words like frequencies and I don't know, I can't think of any more, but other words that I was like, but that doesn't help me because you're not, I need you to dumb it right on down and I want everyone to understand this because we are a living, walking, spiritual being and some people even listen to the two words spiritual being and go, for fuck's sake, you're not dumbing it down enough or it's not. Yeah, so this is part of my passion is to explain it from a point of view that most people can understand. Mm -hmm. But I was going to say before something about hypnosis. The um, sound healing, energy healing. Anyway, we'll go. It, it'll come up. It'll. Come oh, you don't. Up I mean, again. you don't have to convince me and Delby that we yeah, yeah. are temporary. We are, yeah, infinite beings having a temporary human experience, and mm-hmm. we we get. That's what I believe, and I'm I'm ninety nine percent sure that's what mm-hmm. Delby sort of believes, and. So the the whole spiritual side of things. I'm a temporary being having an infinite experience. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess where where can you try and break it down? Yeah, break it down for the the layman. Yeah, and just for the sceptics because I've been convinced by what I've seen and what I've had. I've had um, done to me and, and experiences like well, that. Well, I would say Delby's for the some- sceptics, go and get Reiki done mm-hmm. um, because there is no better way to believe in something than to see it or feel it, right? So yeah. sceptics, forget listening and start doing. Go and experience it because, yeah. And, but how do you but it, go? Yep. So – Specifically, if we talk about Reiki first, Mm because that's one of the things I do, we can talk about crystal healing or whatever else. But I don't know, shoot some questions at me. Yeah, okay. So start with Reiki. Let's go with Reiki because I'm interested because I don't know much about Reiki. Well, Charles Mm -hmm. did Um, some on me the other day. It was pretty sick. Yeah, I'd like to know. One, okay, let's start with what is it? Um, yep. and then, so she yeah, came over start with what and um, <laughs> she well, took Del- all the leaves off the lawn. Um, it was <laughs> such good Reiki. <laughs> You're going to shoot my business to shit. You are. <laughs> no, no. So, so Chels did it and it was really, really cool. So, yeah, well, why don't you ex- explain your experience I've, because that's a good starter. and then Because so, I've had remote Reiki done for me. Yeah, that's cool. And it worked yeah. fucking like instant. And I didn't know it was happening until they told me two or three minutes later in a text and I was like, I knew it. I could feel yeah. it. So yeah, that's t- cool. Tell well, um, can I have that little bit of Coke? Yeah, there? of course. You Coca can have the cola. I don't normally drink uh, soft drink either. <laughs> it's just neither. It was no, there neither. For a mixer. Never. But I, I was feeling the same as you, a little here. tired, and yeah. I just wanted to spike up some sugar. Yeah. Oh, there's no sugar in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Coke, no sugar. Coke, no sugar. But your brain associates the no sugar. I am not tired. Yeah, but before I before I do tell you my experience, Chelsea, I think. Some of the issues that people have or the setbacks is you don't know who's legit and who's just some hippie that's claiming they can do all this shit that doesn't fact check themselves. So is there a way to wade through the shit or do you just have to? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, is there a way to wade yeah. through the shit? Well, let's yeah. say you got the yellow pages and you got Reiki healers, right? Mm. How are you going to know who's authentic? 
and what, who from just what thinks they're now from what you feel. So, for example, with me, have you had Reiki before me? Uh once, yeah, my auntie. Your but I was auntie. I was a teenager, so I don't really. You've only had it once, as yeah. so, apart from me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, you're not a great example, then, are you? <laughs> but um. But your think- your experience was different to my first one. Right. Okay. So with me. Um, okay, I'm getting off track. With me, what I what I think differentiates between someone who's legit and someone who's like meh and not legit mm-hmm. is um, what you feel in the session, obviously, yeah. but also what they tell you. So in Reiki, um, quite often I will feel and feel energy in my hands and that feels like warmth it feels like tingling it might sometimes feel like cold but it's almost like my hands will move to where needs to be healed and I might say to someone you have a sore shoulder or you've got father issues because with my spirituality skill I guess is that I can feel the issues that people have with their direct family particularly their primary home Mm. so and because lots of our issues stem from, stem from mother, father or primary carer, in Reiki, I can feel that. And maybe that's because I'm a counsellor and blah, blah, blah. But I will say to someone, oh, okay, you're, did you know that your father issues are because of this or your mother issues because of this? Did you know that your stomach is out? You've got digestive issues. Um, I can see and feel and that you're suppressing fear. And they'll just look at you like, you know, you can't be lying because it's so specific. How did you train that skill? I trained in – so I went to India. I did one of my Reiki attunements in India and then I went to Sweden and I had – I went to shamans and they attuned me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I was attuned to the frequency, which um, – so in Reiki, when I say I attune myself to the frequency – that means that people that embody higher frequencies then intu- attune your hands to those higher frequencies so that you become so it's just the like channel. like tuning a radio station. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. that you are the channel of the higher frequency to come through your body and into the matter because it's not always people, you know, it can be Because this, be this is what me and Delby talk about quite often, that there's things that are right in front of us at all times but our senses aren't tuned in to be able to see them yeah yes, and for those that we are like radio realm. radio waves for example we can't yeah. see them doesn't exactly. mean they're, not, they're and not there there's a little gland that's about this big and shaped like a phallus called the pineal gland pineal and gland. that mm-hmm. is the antenna pretty much so they the pineal gland transmutes the pictures that you show your mind into frequencies and energies which then turn on turn off chemicals which then affect or not which is why it's so prevalent in DMT and the spirit spiritual uh, the spirit molecule yes That's where all that's okay. produced because we have DMT naturally yeah. we can you know produce that just like you know benzos and all that kind of stuff yep sorry so in <clears throat> regards to that then where do you sit with like the fluoridation of water with fluorides in it, and they reckon it's calcification of the your pineal gland. Well, I drink rainwater mm-hmm. <laughs> for that reason. Um, Is that the reason? But I'm work? not against fluoride. No, um, no, because no, I, I, I would suggest that fluoride's great for your teeth. teeth. Great, it is, and but my best ingesting it and drinking it on a bulk level, I don't think is no. 
no. good for anyone, is and it? And the listeners will realise I haven't made any jokes so far because I'm trying to get <laughs> yeah. the seriousness of this across. My best friend's a dental hygienist mm-hmm. and um, a menace? I would say that she... A dental hygienist? <laughs> Open your mouth for and about I've... four or five minutes. Okay, should we let you finish? Should we keep <laughs> just, going? <laughs> just M&M, yep. Um, yeah, so she's a dental hygienist and she says that fluoride is you know, pivotal in teeth repair and, you know, all that. And I agree with that. I do believe that. Yep. But like you just said, ingesting it on a daily level in litres and litres, I do see how there can be side Mm. effects. So, Mm. but I drink rainwater anyway because, you know, I think it tastes better and I can feel the difference, even showering in it. I better... Change that up. I drink so much tap water. I do as well. And I try. How can you? Yeah, I. I I was poor. We couldn't afford fizzy drink. I don't know. Um, But um, I I guess those. So what Reiki actually is, you hold your hands over. So there's a there's a lot of um, misconceptions about what it is and what it does. Even I had it, and you know, I've my mum's a full on hippie, Um, but. The process is, for some people, they think, oh, they're just holding their hands over and they're doing nothing, which I sometimes subscribe to. But mm-hmm. also, um, what is the theory behind Reiki first? So we've, we've skipped forward to what I was doing, but the theory behind what you typically do in a session, you hold your hands over someone, mm-hmm. right? Because your hands have been – so you do symbols or oh, – what I've forgotten the actual word. I know what it's called. It's called chokure. Um I could have even pronounced that wrong. I, I did my um, – you right? Yeah. Oh. And um, – He's going to go let some rainwater out. Oh, now I've yeah. just lost my train of yeah. thought again. Anyway, so you would tune your hands to these symbols and the symbols have frequencies and energies mm-hmm. that are high, high frequencies. So like anything, you – for example, your body temperature will go up. Yep. to try and repair and restore your, you know, inflammation in your body. Mm-hmm. So just like your frequency of your hands will go up to And what's creating these frequencies I think is the most important thing. So is it the vibration of the atoms inside of your hand? Yes. Is it just the world's? Yes, the vibration yep. of the atoms inside your hands. Yeah. And the more you are attuned to Reiki, the better channel that you are. And mm-hmm. so the more you practice it the easier that you can access that higher frequency. So, and for example, you know, the emotions of joy and happiness have higher frequencies than the emotions of sadness and anger, Yeah, you know? And where so, are these frequencies coming from where you're saying you're tuning into a higher frequency? Is that coming from deep within the earth? Is it coming from space? Is it coming from uh, God? Is it coming from a source where we're trying to tune into higher frequencies? So, if and- we go down the chakra road... Yeah is that the bottom three chakras, so you've got your base or root chakra, you've got your sacred sacral chakra, and then your solar plexus mm-hmm. or your – oh, what's the other word for it? Um, anyway, the one in your stomach, mm-hmm. oh, solar plexus or manipura, that's the Indian name for it. Yep. Um, those three are more grounded. Yep. The frequencies are lower. They're more to do with doing. They're more yang. They're more about – motivation, drive, they're more attached to things like sexuality, fear, um, security, Mm -hmm. all that sort of thing. Whereas your upper four chakras, so you've got your heart and then your throat and then your third eye, your brow, or then your crown, Mm -hmm. are higher frequencies and they are more yin in nature, they're more... um, 
you know, emotional because you've got your heart chakra, then you've got your throat, which is about expression, self-expression, then your third eye, which is about intuition, and that is attached to the pineal gland. And then you've got the crown chakra, which is actually attached to the pituitary, gla- pituitary gland, which is behind your nose, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, can transmute those higher frequencies. So your question is where are those frequencies coming from? Yeah. Um, well, space, you know, like it's in a, it's a higher, so if you look at Hertz, so, you know, when you listen to music, there's music going around, it's called binaural beats or you can, solfregio, I think it's called, or Mm -hmm. solfregio and you can listen to it and there are certain Hertz, which were, which channel certain frequencies within the brain. Mm -hmm. And if we're talking about the pineal gland, I'm sure you're going. So it's similar to that. It's like you are attuning your hands to certain frequencies so that when you put it over someone's body, you, the atoms of your hand, you know, the particles and the vibrations um, match the, vibration and the cells and the atoms that you are hovering your hand over yeah because like attracts like yeah so you're trying to get the person's body to match what's in your hand yes yeah yes um so what about my experience with the remote reiki what happened what's happening there well because energy no sorry emotion is energy in motion. Mm-hmm. So if I can send you love, I can send you joy, well, emotion is energy in motion. So I'm sending it, I'm directing it. And that's why thoughts have frequencies as well. And this is where you go down the hypnotherapy train as well. Thoughts having frequency is interesting because you need energy to create a thought and that energy would release a photon of energy. Like so colours have frequencies. It, yeah. yeah. That's why crystals have frequencies. They're different colours. Everything is energy, absolutely everything. Like that, matter. Was it Mozart was deaf and he could see the colours of the, of the yeah. notes? Yeah. In his third eye. Um, Beethoven? Beethoven went deaf later. They all, none of them were born deaf, I think. There was one. There was one that was, I just read lately, was a bit of fake news as well. I really? I think it might have been Mozart. Mozart? Yeah, but some of them, they, they think one of them had, um, not kinesthesiology, it's like kinesthesiology. Kinesthesis. Uh, where you taste colour, you see mm. sound. That's what Kanye West thinks he's got, where oh. you can see Sound. See sound. Instead of hear sound, he sees it. Oh, yeah. 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 So they reckon that Mozart was uh, something similar to that. Well, that's like all the different Claire's. There's like Claire Audio, Claire Sentience, Claire Voyance. Claire Hooper. Claire. <laughs> <laughs> There's different Claire's, yeah. And yeah. which are different um, skills in being able to observe energy. Some people hear it. Um, Oh, that the cat? The cat? Yeah. Yeah. That was um, some energy over there, cat iron. Aww. Just rubbing on the the um And you know, I was just thinking then, that's why I don't know if you've experienced this, but animals will often pick up pick on if you sad on emotions. Or, yeah. yeah. Your oh, dog yeah. always knows. And that's that is a perfect example for your you know, for the people out there who don't believe is watch an animal, you know, they are a perfect example of how you can see energy working because, for example, when, you know, like lots of my friends have said when they were pregnant, their cat would come and sit on their stomach. They didn't even know they were pregnant or, Mm. you know, when they're sad, they'll sit close. And that's why, you know, for example, in the sad instance that 
emotions have energy because if animals can pick up on it, well, then there's a perfect proof. Yeah. So, And your dog can – Bill Burr has an awesome bit about it, how your dog picks up on – if you're tense, yeah, then he's going, fuck. But – Bill mm. Burr was saying he was tense a bit because he knew his dog was a psycho. <laughs> so he's getting tense and his dog's going, are you tense? Who was it? Yeah, yeah. Fuck, was it this guy? And he's going, fuck, don't go psycho. Oh, it was this guy. And he's yeah, picking up. Yeah. Fucking and genius. It's unbelievable. But um, genius. Yeah, so <clears throat> the animals picking up on energies, I've seen that heaps. Mm. But mm. every man should buy a dog just so he knows when his missus is in a, <laughs> is in a bad mood. Just watch what Fido does and, but and also, you're good to you go. Know, I, just, I just need to know what. No, I won't do that. <laughs> what time of the month it is? <laughs> um, I joke, but I jest. if you, like for example, if you walk into a room, you can pick up on who's the sexual energy and then who's the yeah. anxious energy, who's the sad energy, who's the, de- the you know, neghead, depresso, who's the perfectionist. Energy's great, man. The lover. You know, and that's another example of how emotions are energy in motion, how we can feel emotions because it is energy because we are energy. Matter is a low frequency. That's why we see it. But if we heighten our frequency and we do things like Reiki and meditation, which raises our vibrations, then we can quite often see things that in this realm day to day realm that other people can't see but emotions that are low frequency low vibration like sadness anger you know you know the the typical jealousy or the you know guilt all that stuff will keep Mm. our embodied frequency vibrations low so that we can only see matter because once again like attracts like yeah the there's one place where you'll find this more truer than anything and it's in a comedy club. You can actually feel the energy of the room. That's mm. real. That's true, yeah. It's, it's the one thing the performers pick up on. You're like, man, this room, it's heaven. Or, fuck, there's, there's something off. There's a weird energy yeah. about the room and you can actually feel it. It's palpable. And when, when it's mm. weird, when there's a low roof and you're in an enclosed space and you, you're killing, you can feel the energy and it's contained... And then sometimes if you're in a weird setup and people are spaced around or the sound's off, the energy's off. So, yeah. That's and that's not a spiritual thing. That's literally any performer will mm. tell you. You can feel the buzz of the room. Survive. Or how often have you walked into a room where there's been a fight or yep. your mate's misses and you're yep. like, ugh, something's – And that's and why they feel it. I mean, that's why people say that's a, it's a weird vibe in here. Yeah. They talk that vibe is mm. short, vibrations. And mm. it's the vibrations they're picking up on. It's the energies and – where everything is vibrations. Yeah, yeah and everything. that's why those old <clears throat> sayings that some are crackers, like misery loves company. Yeah. And that's because, once again, like attracts like. And, you know, whether you go down the science primitive brain mode of that we like what's familiar, that's why we, you know, sad people hang with sand people. Yeah. Sad people hang with goths. Yeah. Um, happy people vibrate towards or attracted to happy people. You can go down that it's because it's familiar and our brain directs us to what's familiar for, for, for survival purposes or you can go down the energy road. And yeah. that's why, like what you said earlier, feedback. Is, what is it? Yeah. I, I, that's why I believe it's a collective, hence yeah. the freaking name of the thing. The only My place where that's the opposite is quite often you'll have depressed people doing stand-up comedy. <laughs> so it's, yes, that's it's escapism. Weird. That's, yeah. And that goes down the counselling road is, yeah, um, lots of comics um, have high highs, low lows yeah. and – um, yeah, that's a counseling thing. Don't you think thing. everyone's 
using some form of escapism at oh, any point, hell whether, yeah. whether it's your phone, whether yep. it's TV, whether it's whether alcohol. It's coffee. coffee. Escape rooms. Um, <laughs> I love them. Oh, yeah. I drink coffee to break up my day, but I realise that I don't need the coffee. I, I'm just... I'm I use coffee as a placebo to, as well, man. Yeah, I'm just using it mm. as a... As a break. Yeah, it's a break. A coffee Even break, a, if you will. Yeah, it is, but... <laughs> Um, Isn't it funny just then when you were talking about coffee, I fully visualised it mm. and then I felt my saliva, saliva glands and then I felt this slight throb and I thought, oh, Jesus, I've got a coffee bag in my, I mean, yeah, <laughs> coffee bag in my bag. I should brew that up. And that is a perfect example of how emotions have physical responses in the body as well. Like if, like they say, you know, you imagine you're biting into a lemon and you yeah. can blah, blah, blah. Well, we spoke it about it. Happened. That was suggestibility. We spoke, we spoke, yes, we spoke it about is. it a few weeks ago in, in a conspiracy podcast, but Pavlonian conditioning and how a dog would salivate yeah. upon the ringing of the bell. Yeah, that was what I was referring to before <clears throat> about the bell. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just like how girls' so. vaginas dry out when I walk in a room. <laughs> 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 It's one of those ones. They just go, oh, this guy's terrible in bed. <laughs> but also that's why. can feel why, the vibe. No, that's also why when we think, think sexual thoughts, yeah. then we produce those chemicals in our brain like dopamine and um, uh, oxytocin, but that's the bonding chemical, but probably more dopamine, which is love. But anyway, whatever. The sexual chemicals of the brain at that alert our organs to get ready to rumba. Mm. Um, that's yeah, right. a perfect example of how en- uh, emotions are energy in motion yeah. because we think sexual thoughts, our brain turns on those chemicals, they go down the spinal cord into the organs and we get juicy or hard. Yeah, and then we go to church and ask to be forgiven for our, <laughs> for our sinful sense. thoughts. <laughs> Not the one that we learned about last week for our listeners. But that's, that's, that's an interesting subject <laughs> because that that's to do time. with guilt and guilt's, guilt's not even an emotion, I would say, because I learned this a long time ago, but the mo- the emotion in... Mm. Brackets, air, air quotes. Yeah, yeah, yep. those ones. Um, the emotion of guilt is to either prove that we care or so we can do it again. And that's your forgive me, Father, for I've sinned. And people, so you can but do that's it a again. Le- that's a like, learned... A social norm as well. Yes. That's not a natural a learned behavior. guilt. I don't think is a natural thing. No, that's that's a social. It's not a natural behavior. No, it's and it's not a primitive emotion. Um, you know, we've got a handful of primitive emotions, and they're the ones that children a- know. What are they? Anger, fear of falling, fear, sadness. Yeah, we're born with two fears. Oh, I think fear of falling. I talked about this on and the fear first of loud one. noises. Yeah, yeah, and um, that's why kids will cling on because they know they can perceive height and they'll jump with a loud noise. Did they mm. did they did I read somewhere that, that that stands from I guess supposedly back when we our ancestors were monkeys. Yeah, that's trees. what I heard as yeah. well. Mm. Yeah. Falling out of trees, falling when they're, yeah. when they're asleep. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know that's, if that's what I heard as well. Yeah. I've read that. However, I've also read alternate theories that suggest we evolved from water, so who knows? <laughs> well That's we, why they say babies can swim when they're born straight away. Mm. It reverts back to a, a natural, time. but that's a whole nother pot. <laughs> no, but hang on. Um, if you throw, they can. Mm, if you throw a baby, <laughs> have you? If you watch you lose water births, <laughs> if you watch water births, they float up, and yeah. that's science, I would say. <laughs> and it's like they're they're not swimming; mm. they're floating up. Mm. They're not breathing underwater, and. Um, 
Yeah. You know, if you throw a newborn baby back into the birthing pool, do you think they're going to survive? You know, that's hell annoying. You no. threw, when they threw Jesus in water, he just started crawling on top of it. <laughs> that was Moses. No, no, Jesus walked on water. No, Moses I split the, the sea. No, oh, shit. Yeah. I'm learning <laughs> when, the Bible. When Moses was born, oh. <laughs> he just parted his mum's waters. But that's, <laughs> <laughs> the waters didn't even break. That brings Moses up a subject. Went, Part, mother. <laughs> that brings up a topic I wanted to talk about. People fail to see... The, the difference between my belief in God or the universe or source and mm-hmm. being religious because I am not religious. Neither. Um, I guess you could say I'm on the path of Buddhism, but Buddhism isn't really a religion. It's it, The whole point of, is, of Buddhism is to rid yourself of all labels. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> if the point so of The Buddhists shouldn't call themselves Buddhists. Buddhists, basically. Yeah. That's what they're telling them. So mm. Buddhism is... Is a religion in itself that teaches you not to be a Buddhist, I which think is pretty every cool. Every faith but is talking about the same thing, yeah, and that's why are. when they're talking about a higher source, and, a, yeah. be a higher intelligence that's mm-hmm. greater than ourselves, or a so higher can, frequency, if you will. See, yeah. I, and or, I just or, think some of these yeah. these gurus, Jesus and Buddha and all the whoever, Chelsea Morgan, uh, uh, Muhammad, <laughs> who's a prophet, I guess, but these people mm. uh, were just people who just could see the bigger picture. Yeah. Mm. No, I, I, and I hope this doesn't insult people who are religious, but for me they're not, you know, the coming, the second coming of God or anything. They mm. are just someone who could see see clearly. Mm. Almost they, every they religion knew. wants you to do the same thing. They all want you to be a better person, right? Yeah. The, yeah, root, yeah. The, the root of it all. And yes. then humans' emotion come in yes. and they start, Wanting to control women or control yeah. your actions and yeah. take power over you through God, which is what I don't like about yeah, churches so or religious associations. But emotions exactly. have a greater effect on us, far greater. Our subconscious mind and emo- where emotions are stored and come from have a far greater effect on us than logic. And that's why in hypnosis, you know, we access the subconscious to make the irreversible change. But on that note is that if logic was greater than emotion, we wouldn't have had fucking wars, Yeah, you know? Like emotion always wins. And the other thing is when your subconscious mind is turned on, your logic mind is um, quietened. Yeah. And when your logic mind is turned on, your subconscious mind is not there. That's why, for example, when we feel that deep emotion of fear, you know, our uh, Pupils dilate, the blood rushes from our organs to our limbs. So our pupils dilate so that we can run in the dark. The the blood rushes from our organs to our limbs so that we can run. Um, But there's no logic. It's just fucking get out of here, you know, freeze, flight or... Fight, fight or fight flight. Fight or flight, you know. There's no logic in it. It's just purely drive from emotion. You see that as – well, Chelsea's a teacher as well. You see that mm. with our students. If they're emotional and you're trying to say, come on, Matt, just calm down. All I was asking you was to move chair. Forget yeah. This literally it. happened to me yesterday. Girl was talking four times. I gave her a warning. Stop talking when I'm talking. Stop talking. Second warning. Third one. Okay, fourth move. Mm. And then she lost it. Couldn't couldn't see why I was being unreasonable. I'm like, I've, and I'm trying to reason with her. I go, look, I've told you four times. Because no, nah, I'm not moving. No way. And I'm like, I'm, you're not even in trouble, you know. Just and then I go, why are you escalating this? And I just went, look, she's not even thinking. Mm. Gave her some space. Let her cool down. Yep. I said I still told her that she had to stay behind, and then she still 
amped up. I'm like, mm. and I'm saying, look, if I let you off, I've given you four warnings. Logically, if every other kid says that, sees that you get away with it, yeah. I'm keeping you in. I'm not angry at you. Yep. She goes, oh, no, no, no. I said, I'm not angry. I'm just giving you a consequence so everyone can see. I know you're not going to do it. No, no, no. Why, why, why? And I just said, all right. As soon as the kid left, I let her go because they saw me keep her in. That was it. Yeah. But she couldn't think. She couldn't logically go, oh, I've been told four times. Mm. He's not yelling at me. He's not upset with me. Or she went, it was into defense mode. Yeah, yeah because it's our threat response. And yeah. that's our primitive mind. And this is, yeah, teaching. You, there's so many examples in teen, teenagers and teaching. And, you know, they're in that raw, bloody hormonal state as yeah. well. But that's our, you know, primitive mind responding um, because we, we see and perceive threat. And our minds are designed to move us away from threat as quick as possible. Yeah. So we react. And she's from a bad home as well. So exactly. I don't know, like- so she's trying to exert her power with you because yeah. it's been taken away at home. And yeah. that is her survival mind fighting yeah. with you. It's not her logic mind. Yeah. But and, and most teachers are idiots because they'll take that personally yeah. and go, she hates me. Today, perfect. Yeah. You know, mm. million that, bucks. That couldn't this is less. why I love teenagers. People say to me, oh my goodness, how can you work with them? The reason why I did my teaching degree is because I love teenagers, but that's the same reason why I left is because the power of influence was so small and I thought I really want to influence these kids past – where I can in teaching, and of course, counselling pushes the you know the coin a bit further. And now you're on social media; you can be oh. a social media influencer. <laughs> oh no, thanks. That's pushing the buck a bit there. What you, what you um, say, yeah. But the uh, I guess that that fight. I think I was. I'll try and remember what I was going to say. That that flight or fight or fight response. Or yeah. <clears throat> it comes from and what you, that survival mode that yep. trying to stay alive. But and that. It, Obviously has its benefits, but it obviously also has its its negatives. Mm-hmm. So a perfect example is people getting in that comfortable state and not willing to take risks or take um, op- opportunities that come up every day mm. um, yeah. because they're in a comfortable position. So it's, yeah. it's not mm. fear, but the problem yeah, fear. is the that fear we is, are we are in a constant state of threat response. We are. This is what I believe is part of the problems is that our bodies are in that constant state of threat and that's why you get people with high anxiety and things like that because we've become so intelligent. But the overproduction of cortisol, which is the stress response hormone or chemical, Mm. is so destructive on the body. And so now we are anxious on the way to work. We are anxious or, you know, anxiety is just fancy with a fear. So let's say we're in a threat fear response on the way to work. Oh, my God, I'm late. Fuck, you know, yeah. someone's swerving in front of me. Then we get to work. Fuck, what, what's my pressures of today? What's this teenage kid's going to do to me today? Then, you know, we leave work and we're like, fuck, I'm late to my appointment. Oh, what's my wife thinking? What am I going to cook for dinner? And then we go to sleep and, oh, fuck, I can't sleep. I've got to get up early. It doesn't stop. And mm. it's so destructive to our organs and all that. And that's why the saying that, you know, happy people don't get sick. That's where that comes from is because when happy people, joyful people can produce healthy emotions, I mean healthy chemicals and hormones like serotonin, dopamine, things like that, our bodies have such a healthy response to those chemicals as opposed to, you know, adrenaline and um, cortisol and things like that. I must be pumping both, man, because I'm generally pretty happy and I'm never really sick, but... 
That's because you probably tell yourself, I'm never sick. That's another thing. Yeah, power of suggestibility. Yes, and that's hypnotherapy because... Just wait till you have a daughter who goes to daycare and brings home fucking (laughs) flus. Yes. (laughs) Every fucking week. Um, But yeah, no, no, I I agree. I I just tell myself I'm never sick and I never really was, except for... When I didn't want to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't kid yourself as well. It's like people think, and oh, if oh. hypnotherapy is just, you know, telling myself better thoughts, mm. um, even if I don't believe them, well, we tell ourselves lies every day. Like I said, like, oh, I've got a fat bum. Well, you don't actually. But tell yourself a better lie and mm. your body will respond. If it was that I've been easy. I'm telling myself I've got a big dick every day. Oh. And it's, just, <laughs> it's not growing. What's going on? You need more vast deference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I've forgotten what I was going to say. Of Call course. back no, to no. an it was, episode from the start. No, it was perfect. Well, what was I saying? That I didn't people finish. people believe what they want to believe, and even if they don't believe when they tell themselves that, like, oh yeah, you know, I'm going to be happy. It might not work, but just that thought does it anyway. But I, I really want to hit on something with you. Oh, I forgot. I had a better point at the end of that sentence, <laughs> but I forgot. How could it be better points? than growing yeah. a bigger dick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the people that listen for the comedy, I have to do that every 15 minutes. I joke. The- no, that's, <laughs> that's right. It's just pinged back into my mind. Yeah. See, that's the other thing is, oh, there's so many things to say. How I just said, oh, that pinged back into my mind. That's yeah. because I stopped focusing on it and focus is uh, logic. But memory is subconscious. So that's why when people say it'll come to me, yeah. that's what you're saying. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, Cause, cause, we like that one. Well, because <laughs> the, the, the mind and the brain, I, they, uh, the brain can't differentiate the difference between the conscious and subconscious mind, is that correct? Well, the brain, there are or two it, parts it of the brain. The neocortex is your logic, the outside of the brain, mm-hmm. the frontal lobe, yeah, whatever. That's the doing um, logic and then the… Hippocampus at the back. Yeah, yeah, and the… I've just limbic brain is the emotional brain. So essentially when the neuro networks are firing in one area, mm-hmm. it can't be firing as fast or… In the other area, yep. so essentially, yeah, it's it's two, you know, it's like a motor. Two parts can't be working at the same time. Yeah, but as, and I'm just saying that as in regards to we were talking earlier about how when you picture the the, the piano keys being played mm-hmm. using your subconscious and the actual doing the subconscious and the conscious mind, the, the brain doesn't still doesn't or the grey matter clearly responds in the same way. That would be in the subconscious mm-hmm. mind. Yeah, because that's where memory is. And all placebo is to do with the subconscious mind. Here's a hard question, maybe. Have but they then you then you put it into logic. Sorry, Dale. Yeah. You put it into logic to make it happen. You know, in action, in doing, because yeah. logic drives action. So, well, actually, logic doesn't drive. Anyway, yeah. we keep going and down this path over the last few weeks. But like the the works of like Lao Tzu. Is that how you pronounce his name, I think? And, I thought you'd learn after not knowing it last week, mate. Lao <laughs> I'm going to say Lao Tzu. Um, now your subconscious mind is always yeah. going to hear Lao Tzu. And Wu Wei, the way, the middle way mm-hmm. of just being present. So the past is just the infinite moment of now, previous mm. versions of it, and the yes. future doesn't exist. I love that. So you that. just have that infinite mm. ongoing moment of now. Yeah. And the best thing we can do is use what we 
I guess, the logical mm. mind mm-hmm. to make our best assertions and decisions to mm-hmm. moving forward, mm-hmm. but not worry about the future because the future doesn't exist at all and just stay present and yeah. make our decisions judged on what we're faced with right in the moment. Well, lots of people, absolutely, That's and that's exactly what we should do, but everyone hears that and it's very difficult and I can really, I'm very <coughs> compassionate when people say, oh, you know, you hear be present, be present, and it's been smashed now. The mm. word be present, people are numb to it because they've heard it so many fucking times. They're like, <laughs> I've got it written on my arm, lit oh, in the moment. <laughs> I woke up with that. I woke up with it though. So. It's and I love it, and I love the concept. My, my point there is that, like, I get why people have been become numb to that because so many people anchor themselves to past experiences mm. because they're trying. Their primitive mind is trying to keep them safe. Safe. They're trying yeah. to say that fucking sucked. Don't go there again. Mm. It caused you immense pain. Yes. You're we're, we're moving you to pleasure, but that. That's your primitive mind. The thing is that it's in a day-to-day space driving to work. Our minds are constantly moving us from that pain because we are creating the pain because we're anchoring ourselves into past experiences like the other day when we were late to work and our principal fucking told us off. Yeah. So we're in our car going, oh, my God, oh, my God, it's going to happen again rather than being present like that was two days ago. Get the fuck over it. Yeah. No. Oh, my God. You know, so we're anchoring ourselves to those old Memories, so so the the yeah. pr- you you talk about the primitive mind, I guess. So the chemicals to yeah. really break it down for the layman's, the chemicals in your brain that are released are no different from the primitive man being chased by a fucking tiger to someone being worried about losing their job. Yep, they're the same chemicals. Yes, so that's why that fear response mm-hmm. is. Uh, yeah, it is real. This, it's real. Yeah, mm. it's definitely there, and it, but it's there to keep you safe. And yeah. but when they say you're trying to keep you in that comfort zone, it's because comfort. There's different chemicals released by comfort and pleasure, mm-hmm. and that's that's all it is. It's a very yes. simple breakdown. Yeah, and people different. say, well, then. Um, how do I change? And this is where hypnotherapy comes in because it's about repetition, rewiring, and particularly RTT, which I've just studied, which gives you a transformational recording that you listen to for 21 days straight because ah. it's repetition, and mm. that's how we create new neural, neural pathways. Yeah. Did you do new the neural pathways? New neural. I needed that when I used to always go to Bowen 20 all the time. <laughs> Every time oh. it was the same pain. <laughs> And the next week I'll be like, I'll go again. And then it's the same pain. Do you know I went 52 weeks in a row? Did you? Yeah. Jeez, man. There you go. Neural neural programming. And do you know why? When I was 21. But I was the same as Hippie Club. I had really good times there. So every time I went, I'd get like a little rush and I'd go. Placebo. It would always be good almost. I just knew the owner. Because you told yourself it was going to be good. (laughs) You told yourself it was going to be good. And the picture in your head associated with Hippie Club was positive. This is the thing is that if you want to change your behaviors, you've got to change the pictures in your head. For example, there are some foods out there. Okay. What's a food that you fucking hate? Hmm, oysters. Yep, what's the food that you fucking hate? Uh, celery. Okay. Really? So yeah. what was no it? I'm, I'm a vegetarian and Dude, I hate... No, 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 coriander. Coriander. Oh, coriander. coriander. Let's go down this street. Fuck coriander. Yeah. I love that. Whole, my brother's in a fuck coriander club. Yeah, I'm in the fucking fuck... Yeah. I hate coriander <laughs> Facebook yeah, page. I like, fucking hate it. I love it. Actually, I love it. People go past them in shopping centres, take <laughs> photos of them get, flipping <laughs> coriander, the bird yeah. and shit. Yeah. I'm going to start doing it. Yeah. Oh, that's that's um, next thing. Actually, that's good. You, you're vegger. I want, I'll stay with that, actually, if you don't mind. Yeah. sod the coriander and celery. But... um. 
is why are you vegetarian? What's the picture in your head associated with being vegetarian? Because it's irreversible. <clears throat> and so I want to go down this street. Is mm. that, you know, like a vegetarian will never slip up and be like, if they truly, truly want to be vegetarian, it's because their picture in their head is so convincing. So His picture is a giant pussy. <laughs> Mine was two reasons. First, Firstly, I uh, I just did elimination diet because I had some gut problems, Yeah, which now I sort of – I probably could really put down to <laughs> what you were talking about before. Like, I don't know if it was fear uh, fear related. Mm. I was stuck in a job I hated and these mm. sorts of things. And I think maybe that was causing because I mm. it probably they yeah, pro- all it, it disappeared when I stopped. Gut. When I started mm. actually working towards trying to change my job and change my life mm-hmm. in that way. Um, but that that aside. Uh, I changed for that and I took away meat and it was the only thing that seemed to work, get rid of the gut pain and the gut problems. So weird, I, I heard that. you love the meat, eh? <laughs> yeah. And then um, so once I got rid of the, that, that I just sort of stuck with it. And now- The picture in your head is? No, now it's I'm, I'm more down the ethical path. Right, because the picture in your head is that- like, what do you tell your brain? Yeah, is it because is it you felt oh, better? It's unshakable. Yeah. Yes. So the picture in my brain is that I would eat meat if I had the guts to kill it myself. Cool. And see how you're so convinced. That's why you will never go to meat. It's like, you know, um, Muslims who don't eat pork, for example. That's mm-hmm. because they tell themselves such a convincing, solid picture and thought that it's unshakable. It's unwaverable. So they don't even they won't slip up. They don't even think about it. Mm. So that's why we have to tell ourselves. I've never tasted it. (laughs) (laughs) One taste. But this is the thing. It doesn't mean I don't want it. I smell bacon and fuck me, I want that shit. But the picture in your head outweighs desire. Oh, yeah. So that's another thing. I look at it and I think it's nice, but I never think about having it. Yeah. Yeah. See? So it's, it's. Hypnotherapy is very much so, that. So, would you subliminally suggest and help his subconscious solidify that picture? Yes. Yeah. Or change it so it it matches what they want. And you, that, of course, you have to access the subconscious <clears throat> mind to have the greater influence. And that is what hypnotherapy is. It is purely the quietening of the conscious mind to be able to access the subconscious mind of influence. Because, like we were talking about before, it's like both motors can't work at once so you know you have to that's what he that's all hypnosis is is quieting down the nervous system it's just putting them into a meditative state so you can access the subconscious mind it ain't fucking this stuff or you know like the jungle book with the when Mm. the snake's eyes go around that's Mm. what picture i had in my head of hypnosis and there was like I was like, like hell, I'm going to a hypnotist. But why do we seek that instant gratification as opposed to the – so, for example, someone sees that chocolate cake in front of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck, pleasure. I want it. Well, yeah, the pleasure. pleasure. And mm. is that is that that's fight that's or flight, uh, that, that sort of um, area? Yes, because the- our mind cannot differentiate between right or wrong, healthy, unhealthy. It just does what you tell it. So, for example, you might logically mm. be saying – 
don't eat that cake. It's full of chemicals. But my desire for it is so strong. Now, mm, remember, preach. emotions always win <laughs> mm. because we wouldn't have had war. I have that when I've got a connoisseur in my freezer, man. I knew you were fucking going to say just, something um, oh. funny because your no, lips it's not start funny. going or like something I, I like just relate. you really yeah, yeah, passionate. It's, <laughs> I was in bed, man, the other night and I couldn't sleep and then I just started <laughs> thinking about this connoisseur and I was like, <laughs> it was 11.30. I'm like, fuck, man, I just I got to do it, man. I got out of bed. Yep. A leader. A leader. A leader. A leader. Yeah, done. Cookies and cream. Are that, is that a leader. about that big? Yeah, the leader, man. No, the, you the, smash food yeah. like no other. Oh, it but was, that's because the picture in your good. head is so strong that it's evoking and promoting and, you know, sparking up these strong emotions. And that's why Hungry Jack's the bastards. Yeah, they, the smell. They, they're ads. Like, I salivate and I don't even eat Hungry Jack's, but mm. they're so clever. And the other thing is, and this is going down a few food facts, but I'll just say this one quickly, is that variety mm. makes us excited and it excites the mind. And we have remember that in order to wake up and spark up the subconscious mind, you have to use exciting pictures and words. Mm. So that's why your advertisements, are sh- they look great, but they also have in their burgers for Hungry Jacks, you know, they've got those cool songs and all that. But mm. also in their burgers, they have salad and um, they have lettuce and tomato and pickles and that ain't to be fucking healthy. No. That's because variety no. excites the subconscious mind, the mind of influence and power, and then you fucking want the burger, Yeah, well, Hungry you? Jacks, mm. uh, yeah, that's that's funny you say that because people think they're getting that healthy meal, but yep. they're, they they're the most unhealthy burger. Yeah, out of all. That's oh. probably why. But isn't that you because mean? your gut- So the like Whopper. The, the Whopper is more unhealthy than like the Big Mac, for example. And what, about, what about the second brain in your gut, your gut brain? Yes. Yeah, so that, I was about to say that before, is that mm. um, you were just saying before about your gut health and all that. Yeah. And they say that that's your second mind. And I believe from a, you can go down counselling energy or whatever um, road, is that that's- uh, seat of suppression so whatever you push down emotionally or physically sits in your gut and that's why it's your second mind and that goes directly down to you were suppressing your um i don't know fear of leaving your job and then you had all this cramping it's mm. so funny because literally and i never ever put this down to i never put two and two together here but i turned vegetarian the same day i decided i was going to start to do this videography Mm. It was the same day. I had this like day where I just made a heap of changes, and mm. that was one of them. Mm. I don't know if that's your gut lo- loosened up a little bit. Yeah. Well. Yeah. As soon mm. as, and then it was. It wasn't even actually achieving the goal of quitting my job. It was. Yeah. Once, and I noticed this with a lot of things. As soon as I decided I was going to work towards quitting my job and creating a business on the side, I had this like, oh, I'm not stuck anymore. Mm. Yeah. And it flips straight away, and that's yeah, because like, you've got an escape. Like a week later, my guts, my gut problems, sort of disappeared. Mm. Now, let me tell you, if you're doing Lao Tse Wu Wei, or whoever it is, Wu Wei, yeah, you wouldn't even had a future to pick to leave, man. So that's where it's contradicting. No, no, no. So Lao Tse still states you still have goals and visions, and but you're just not so rigid in the idea of which in the pathway to get there. Gotcha. So you can still have. Ideas of and visions of how you want to go. Yeah. Ulterior pathways. <clears throat> yeah, just and this mm. is what Wolfie said of all yeah. fucking the crazy geniuses that we, we speak yeah, to. He, his his idea of saying that's when you 
yeah, you don't go to the party, whatever. Yeah. But it's true. Like you don't see the opportunity for something great in front of you. Yeah. I can't be an extra in this movie, I think he said, mm. because I've got a scheduling meeting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, but it's true. You can't just – you can have this idea of where you want to go with your life. You can have this idea of – and goals and visions, and that's why goal and vision boards work. But I think the you thing you it, can't do – yeah, the thing you yeah, can't do, yeah, it visualises it and it does create that vision. Mm. I think you just can't be so rigid in your idea of how you want to get to that path. Yes, of course, definitely. Because – and also when you can envision, you know, your vision board, your – embodying those vibrations and frequencies so you move towards that that's the energy perspective and then of course the science perspective is the more um what we were talking about before about you know emotions associated and the power of emotion things like that um i was gonna say something bruce Bruce lee oh sorry yeah i was gonna say i think that living in the moment would have been a, a lot easier without modern life if we were just like the aboriginal people in the middle of australia the actual indigenous australians it would be much easier or any native colony anywhere yeah if you all you had was day to day that's because of a lack of stimulation a lack of variety and that's going down the bird but they would have variety because you'd have different things to hunt different fish to catch different things to do but i'm saying being present you wouldn't have the distraction of a job money finances mortgage alcohol don't know whatever and that's why the monks go out and Go by themselves, and yeah. the and the uh, shamans mm. they go and be by themselves. Mm. And I guess is that something I've seen people have to do that for ayahuasca retreats as well. They have to go be by themselves and be because it's probably again you're ridding yourself of all these distractions yeah. and and being more present. That's mm. why I send kids out to buddy. I need them to be by themselves just <laughs> yeah. to, to grow spiritually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what were you going to say about Bruce Lee? Yeah, well, he says. To, be like, like water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Be like water. Just adapt to whatever's around you. Flow. Yeah. yeah. Whatever comes into you, like is whatever mm. you flow into. If you're into a glass, you know, you spread out, whatever. I actually like, sent- Water is the perfect oh, analogy for life, to s- be like water. Yeah, the flow, let it come and go. I yeah. actually sent someone a um, poem, my favourite poem the other day called The Guest House, and it's about that, that- emotions are temporary and they come in like guests and they leave like guests that come in and out of your house which you know your house your body your temple and you know this too shall pass is one of my favorite sayings um what do ben cousins have on him such is life such yeah. is life that oh, was ned kelly's <coughs> last yeah. words yeah yeah. Oh, that's right. I thought it was um, – sorry, that's not that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this too shall pass. It's like that water, you know. Yeah. And that's why people are attracted to certain elements. Um, you know, that's a whole nother kettle of fish, that yeah. one. And then you've got your – yeah. Cause well, Gandalf never gets over his mind. Because <laughs> you shall you not pass. You shall not pass. <laughs> he's, he's, that's why he's always mad and shit. But uh, the, the – the, um, <laughs> How do I play a wizard? So <laughs> yeah, well. I imagine. I envision. <laughs> yeah, he envisions as a wizard. <laughs> oh, I'll have to show this off the office. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I was going to say to you, Chelsea, um, yeah, yeah. about um, hypnosis. We're kind of going all over the shop, but that's fine because nah, we're, we're hitting all the things. Um, with my disdain for oysters, for me, it tastes like the, the ocean has done a cum shot in my mouth. Is there a way? For my subconscious to change my taste buds to go, definitely. Mm, this is chocolate cake, hundred percent. Because that's how can your taste buds start? Um, well, how can your saliva glands start pro- 
opening your taste buds to let the saliva out, blah, blah, blah. When you think about a lemon, yeah. it's the same principle behind your fucking ocean cum shot. Mm, yeah. You know? Well, yeah, I, I so trained it's myself. It's using the same concept. I trained myself so to boring. love avocados. Yeah. I didn't really like avocado. I didn't dis- dislike them, but I thought they were, ugh. I used to put soy sauce in because I used to have it with the sushi. Yeah. And now I, I can literally too. just chop open an avocado and I'll spoon the whole thing in. Yeah, it's good. Do you know what salivate I, over it as well. Salt. Good. Do you know what I reckon? I don't even need the salt. I just... It's just no lube straight out the butt. Just straight out. Bang. Love it. <laughs> There's two bit, things. That's a bit raspy. <laughs> so. do, you, do, you, do, you, do you know what I think people's, um, you know, why people don't like avocado is because of the mushiness. And I think that why people go, mushy food is our association with it as babies and being force fed. But the other thing, so yeah, that's mm. that. It could be the price. <laughs> Some people <are> just <laughs> Some people can't afford smashed ammo on toast. Well, yeah, true. Chels. Uh, yes. Um but also I just thought of a food fact and I'd yeah. want to mark because I just I love food stuff it's gross because and- because every food habit is mm-hmm. an act of regression. So that's why I love dealing with, you know, like weight loss and hypnotherapy and it's one of the greatest areas of influence is because you know, in hypnotherapy, you do go back to past scenes, and um, yeah, every food habit is an act of regression. So, regre- if in, you smash food, oh yeah, that's an act of that's regression. Me. As in regression back to my childhood. Yes, because we were poor, you had to eat quick. Yeah, well done. That great. So yeah. there you go. So, so yeah, hmm. but but you're not poor now. That's not you. Yeah. So that's why. Yeah. That- and I should do this to you. That's why. If I get you into state of hypnosis, I can rewire, regenerate, you know, those neural pathways to be like, Delbs, you're not fucking poor. You're not a child anymore. You Mm. have heaps of money. You don't need to smash your food. You're actually completely ruining your digestion. You're producing acids. Your body thinks you're smashing food because you're going to either starve or you have to rush. You're telling yourself fake Fake news, fake news, Mm. lies, you know, tell yourself better suggestions because we are so suggestible and you will change and rewire your mind and you'll yeah. find that all of a sudden you stop smashing food because you've rewired the Can you yeah, do I, something like that to me <clears throat> now? Is that something you can do now? Um for example, I want to drink less alcohol. Or does it take time yeah, and it you takes, need to get I, all your triggers? Yeah, Del, we yeah. said this earlier. It um it's a bit it's about an hour process because I'd have to okay. get you into <laughs> hypnosis. But I did say we should do one Episode where it's a live hypnosis yeah. session so that people um, mm-hmm. can hear it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you know, this is RTT hip, hip Yeah, hip, yeah, yeah. Because you know, so there, yeah. there's lots. I will do you because I don't want her saying, Your dad does love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other thing is it can be quite exposing and raw. Definitely. <clears throat> In fact, if the habit of action is you know, quite influential on in your life than the habit of emotion and thought is as well. I, I definitely know that that is a trigger for me because I did grow up uh, with mum and two brothers and single mum and we food, we didn't have much money, we didn't have a lot of food. When there was food, we'd eat it quickly. So because me and my brothers, it would be like you eat or you quick or you don't eat. Yeah. But also any time there was food that mum didn't have to pay for, we would load up as much as we could. Mm. And that mm. habit has stuck with me to this day and I find it very, very difficult. At if there's <laughs> At buffet or at work, if somebody if there's food on and we've got something provided, 
even if I'm not hungry, there's that subconscious trigger that's Portion like, control, yeah. dude, eat this now because it's it's from when I was younger because it's you don't have to, and it sounds stingy, but it's more like the emotion is you don't have to pay for it. You're going to save money. You're going to help like your financial system by eating as much as you can. But now. that's I'm, a perfect example yeah. of someone's habit of action is anchored to a past state state yeah. and they're repeating it over and over even though you don't want to do I it don't want to, and yeah. even though logically you know yeah but this is why that yeah. subconscious and our emotions drive each and every habit of action so with yours with over drinking or drinking too much alcohol there'll be a deep there'll be a it doesn't have to be too deep a seed but there will be a seed of influence that is emotionally driven i can tell you right now charles every italian listening (laughs) and this isn't a joke but it's kind of funny every italian listening if there's something left on someone's plate they'll Mm -hmm. either want to eat it yeah or they'll have an urge to to suss out why this person isn't eating oh, I have because, because I have my dad and my nonna they would never let you leave unless you yeah. because they grew up obviously mm-hmm. in it through a depression and it's, it's poor insulting and it's insulting if you left even if you're full you had to mm. yeah I don't like wasting it as well and this is why I, yeah, I weight loss it. and rewiring food habits is probably my favourite area of hypnosis because it's it's so it's just so good and it works so well. Um, and the other thing, just quickly before I forget, is that the reason as well, people don't understand, like, why the fuck are we attracted to salty, creamy... Um, Women. Fatty. <laughs> yeah. Fatty, um, you know... Saturated sweet. Food, yeah. Did I say sweet? Yeah. Salty, no, but, yeah. creamy food is because that's the very first food that touched our tongue and nurtured us. Yeah. What, titty? Titty, boy. Titty juice. Look at you. You were both like. I love titties. I was like, well. But do you you know, and that's because that was, you know, comfort food, comfort feeding. When we cried, what did we get? A boob in the mouth or or formula now? I need to cry more. So that is why when we feel sad, we don't crave fucking peas and asparagus. Mm. Yeah. We crave salty, creamy, sweet Connoisseur. Food. Yeah. <laughs> Cookies Isn't and that cream. funny when you're hungover, and you that sort of stuff like yeah. spinach and yeah, yeah, yeah. asparagus and, you know, and, and some good know, healthy shit probably makes you feel better, yeah. but you end up having yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's because when you're hungover, your ability to be able to be logic is less sharp, so you are able to access those emotions more. So... You know, you're more Isn't influential. It also, amazing how because I know that we our our stomach has a 20 minute delay on our on on full. Mine's got one. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's got a 20 minute delay on being fulls because of again we'll go back to primitive mm-hmm. humans. They needed to eat a lot more, yeah. so just in case their next meal was going to be a lot further away, yeah. mm-hmm. they've st- stored more in. Mm-hmm. But they're full 20 minutes before. They've <laughs> Finished, yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, so yeah. That's, that's why people true. overeat and then they're like 10, 10, 15 minutes later like, oh, fuck, I've yeah. had too much. Because I, uh, go like this. Mm-hmm. And people that's listening, big, that's a fist. Yes. Yeah. That's how big your stomach is. What? So it stretches. Well, <clears throat> I That's have your re- butthole, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> so every meal now, because I did weight loss hypnosis on me, would be like, because you can self- Hypnotize would have been I was about to in the last year. Yeah. Um, and so every time I eat now, um, I will look at my fist and I know that that's how big my stomach is. You don't, 
you shouldn't, um, you know, we overeat every single meal, yeah. you know, and if anything is a great um, indication or, way, a, you know, way to be able to prevent you from overeating is look at your fist. Mm. That's how much food you need. That's how big your stomach is. You shouldn't even be eating that much because it will – you know, I just learned well, the fact you're, it's the same as your heart as well, and the weight of a man's heart is for his stomach, <laughs> and they're both the same size. Hey. <laughs> My wife has the best portion control when it comes to eating. She'll, yeah, she she's the great. one at the restaurant who will be like, Yep, I've had enough. That's done. And yeah. I cannot, especially most of the time when you're eating at a restaurant, it's fucking amazing food. Yeah. And I'll eat hers. Yeah, man. Well, I, do you know what you have to tell yourself? And this is also, I'm going to do weight loss and this workshops with this sort of information. So I'm kind of giving a few of my food facts away, but whatever. But um, is that, oh, shit, what was I saying? <laughs> weight loss, <laughs> self-hypnosis. No, what was I just Portion saying? Control. Portion oh, control. Oh, is that... I tell yourself because your wife, you know, she can so easily leave food on her plate is that whether it goes in the bin or in your body, it is excess weight. It is excess food. Mm. So it depends how you associate food because oh, for the wog, it's it dollar signs, man. Yeah, I, well, not a as a waste. Sign, I've, 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 I've got the whole, image. like my pet, my dad gave me the every night and didn't have too much trouble with me, but certainly my little brother um, was – there are starving kids in Africa, that whole routine. So now every yeah. time I see leftover food, I'm like, oh, I, shouldn't wa- <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't waste that food. Yeah. That, that's so you've, for So me. going like back reference, that's why you need to change the picture in your head. It's um, a full-grown, muscly African man <laughs> that have had enough food. It's an, old, it it's an old picture and it doesn't yeah. serve you. Just like It also doesn't necessarily change anything, does it? No. No. Yeah. No. doesn't no. change the fact that that food's been purchased, bought. And no. Not that I, I think we should waste food. I think food should still be used. That's why I love, given. I love, and I'm exactly the same. My mum used to always say to me, waste not, want not, and I can hear it in my head. And I had to rewire, I had to change the picture in my head. And I got a fucking compost bin because I was like, I've got to see this going back into the earth. So yeah. now I put it into my veggie gardens, I'll feed my chooks. It's great because yeah. I just quickly will just go and I know that it's not being yeah. wasted. So that's how I use logic. I've started doing that for Blue. Yeah, I started doing that myself with my work. My dog, my dog Blue. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter. My, my African <laughs> adopted child Blue. <laughs> uh, but I do that with like homeless people when I'm uh, mm. walking around. If I've got food and I'm about to throw it out, I'm, well, fuck, I'm. I'll offer them the rest of my chips or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Oh, do you know what I fucked up? The other, not fucked up. This is, I was walking past and there was a homeless guy outside one of the places I've been and uh, I, I thought, fuck, I've got some cash on me. I remember having some cash, like five buck note, and I pulled it out and there was only a 20 in there. Oh. And he seen me and I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to give him the There's 20. There's that guilt. The I, guilt. That's I, not I a real emotion. Be, I didn't want to be the arsehole. Yeah. It was like, oh, I can't yeah, give you so 20, mate. Sorry. <laughs> so I just gave him a 20. Nah, next time you just say, hey, mate, guilt's not changed? a real emotion. <laughs> yeah, so did you do that to prove that you care or so you can No, like then? I just uh, – Well, no, that's, that's the that- – I always forget I've got cash and never – I've probably got cash on me at the moment that I forget about and it's never huge. It's only mm. like 5 or $10 and I once it's there, it's, got, it's gone and I mm. – I'd, only put cash in, but I remember looking in and seeing some cash fucking like 15, <laughs> 20 minutes earlier. For some reason, I thought it was only five bucks, but mm. 
Yeah. But the um, the self-hypnosis thing, I did that to myself accidentally when I was doing my eight-week challenge. This is probably the third week in a row I spoke about at 45, but mm-hmm. with that challenge- Do you want to sponsor us at 45? <laughs> the one time where I didn't feel like eating the excess was when I had that goal. No, I'm doing the challenge. I'm controlling my portions and I was losing weight and mm. there was an end goal. Mm-hmm. So each Thursday, whenever the, the, work, the all the food would come out, I, I just was like, oh, no, I'll just eat. And that's uh, where goal setting is meal. important, I think, because mm. it sets that goal as well. But is oh. there something else to that? There's so much well, leftover your, food your there. Goal, <laughs> like, Delby, you need to stop doing this. Your goal has to have an emotional driver and you can't lie to your mind. Like this is a thing like, um, you know, like if you try and change your opinion against your will, well, fucking guess what? You're still the same opinion. Mm. You know, your picture in your head has to change and this is why hypnosis works is because it actually changes the picture in your head. Let me tell you my experience with hypnosis, all right? Mm. I really want to make a coffee. <laughs> Get the picture out of your head <laughs> and, and picture I keep looking a vapour or a like, thing of water. Okay, yeah, I'm um, listening. My, I was going to make a joke, but I won't. The I went. I wanted to regress and do past life hypnosis. Ah. So I went and saw a mm. woman um, to do that. But the first thing we tried to work on was um, being able to sleep without having all my thoughts run. And there, mm. there was something else happening as well at the time um, that I wanted to take my mind off. But my primary goal was to do past life regression. Mm. So I went there with that. And the first thing we went, we did, and it was expensive. Um, we, I was in the room and like, you know, try to get as comfortable as I can, comfortable as I could. I got my headphones on. She's talking to me down the microphone and everything she's doing, I'm picking apart in my head. And I knew, I'm like, oh, okay. She's like this dis-ease. And I'm like, that's a plain word of disease. Let it read, you know, and everything she was saying, I'm like, that's a subconscious trigger. And I couldn't help mm. but dissect what she and I told her I said look I'm just dissecting what you're doing and she's like well you know you've got to you got to release and let go I'm let like well go, if yeah. your hypnosis was better you'd be able to get around <laughs> okay, that so you that's know? why I in my and that this is you know going back to once called the collective sorry to wank yeah. like that but it's because in your situation because I'm a massage therapist as well I'd actually massage you yeah so, because I've seen you after massage, I think I massaged you. Whenever. Yeah, so this is and the Reiki like, I was going to talk about after. And Reiki. Yeah. So, that's why in so in my sessions, what I want to do is I will feel the person's, you know, vibe, energy. And with you, you're like obviously quite like I can feel your presence. Mm. I'd be like, okay, this guy's got to cool his jets a bit. I'll do a bit of Reiki and massage on him until I feel that his vibrations and frequency has gone down. And then you'll be more suggestible. Then I'll take you into hypnosis and then... The change yeah. will come. The Reiki is good, man. She, you picked now up on you a won't lot be able stuff. to do that because if you do a massage to him, he'll be, he'll be like, you're lowering me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm just thinking, damn, man, she's lowering me. Oh. So I'm like, more suggestible now. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, you know, because when you are more relaxed, your logic mind is turned off. So that lady should have known that, like we were talking about before, with, you know, if you're anxious, which is a low vibrational emotion, mm. Um, and your logic mind is turned on, your subconscious is not accessible and that's the yeah, that's what I could area feel. Of, of... Yeah, so that's why in my sessions they're long because yeah. quite often I will have to do a relaxation technique to move them into, you know... Well, the next time I went back I had half a sleeping tablet 
so I could mm. relax myself. And I did fall into a little bit of a deeper state, mm-hmm. but then I didn't go back after that because I still wasn't like I was still completely present the whole time and I didn't like that. I wanted to be gone. I wanted to be unaware of where I was. When you did Reiki and massage on me, that was good. I was still quite present, but I was way more relaxed than when I did hypnotherapy with that. What lady. about when you do like meditation? Uh, I can, yeah, I've been, what do you call it? Like not present where I'm, I yep. know you're supposed to be present, but I've had times where I've like drifted out and come back, but been yeah. conscious. Mm-hmm. But um, I did keep the recording of it and I did listen to it. Anytime I couldn't sleep at night, I would, I listened to it and it, mm. and it helped quite a bit because mm. I was doing that repetitive pattern. So I'd chuck that on and I'd find. Cause What's, what type of hypnotherapy was it? If you don't mind me asking, was it RTT? I'm not sure. She gave me the recording to listen to. For how long? How many days? Mm, I can't remember, but... What was the manner in which she tried to hypnotise you? Do you remember? She had a pendulum in front of my eye. No. no. She, uh, just, she was talking. She was trying to talk me through and using words that had double meanings that she didn't think my subconscious would pick up on. To no, implant didn't think those. your logic would attach to it. Your subconscious will... Because I knew exactly the words she was trying to do double entendres on and mm. just like implant in there, you know. So I'm like, if I was dumber, th- that would work because all these words that you're saying, well, I, see, I don't think I'm the most intelligent yeah. ever. No, but- you are. Double entendres just excite the subconscious mind. It goes, oh, this is pictures and, mm. you know, I want, you know, so it, it awakens it. Just, and hypnosis yeah. is a relaxation technique. But what did she use, like walking downstairs? Um, did- it was uh, look in the back of your eyelids. There's oh, a yeah, screen yeah. coming across it that's saying relax. Um, imagine that you're like in the middle of a pond like a stone and the ripples are coming Sort of away from your body. Some visualization. Some visualization stuff. Mm. But also every time that she'd drop in like a little, you know, dis ease or whatever it was, I'm like, oh, man, that's that's she's trying to implant that without me knowing. She's trying to ninja me. So you're trying to outsmart and I was trying her, you to doodle out, where yeah, you want to change. Now you Well, i I wanted it to be I didn't want to know. Like There's I wanted her to be better. This is a good myth. <laughs> this is a good myth. Is that hypnotist and I know this now from studying it, is we're not trying to trick you, for goodness sake. Mm. I could tell you everything that I'm doing to you, but remember, you're the one that wants to change. So I could say, Delbs, guess what? I'm going to be telling you this, but it's because I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to quieten your logic mind and I'm trying to access your subconscious. I'm purely putting you into a meditative state. I could do the same thing. I could say, go off and meditate and come back. Mm. It'd be the same Mm. as hypnosis. People think that being hypnotized is some... Voodoo magic. Voodoo woo-woo. It's not. It's simply a quietening of the nervous system. That's it. Uh I I put myself in a meditative state the other day and had an inner dialogue with myself and it was was probably the biggest breakthrough I've ever had in regards to – Who was talking to who? The mind, the brain, the body, the soul? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but I had an inner dialogue with myself and the the wisdom that I Mm. was – Giving myself That's was cool. so much. But more. were you giving it to yourself? Or were you well, picking up on picking up on yeah. whatever yeah. I was pick, whatever it was the, the the dialogue within myself, whether it mm. was higher self or whatever you it want. Sounds to call like it. it's higher self. Was your first bit to yourself? Hey guys, how are we? <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, how are we? You know, it was it? How's it, bro? How's it, bro? That's Tony. Hello, Tony. I'm Cameron. Hello. Um, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. It, and it was just incredible. At the end, I. I 
And this is the first time I've ever done a meditation without guided because I'd always listen to a guided meditation on YouTube or something like that when I've done it by myself and or in a less of a group. So this was the first time I decided to just do it myself. And then it just I just hit this peak point where it just it's like I broke through to whatever state and I was having this dialogue with myself. Mm. And my mind was running and letting I wasn't controlling anything. Um, mm. And it was fucking incredible. That sounds like it's, yeah, intuitive or it's spiritual or it's from a higher source for sure. Once you start to practice more and more, you will start to be able to differentiate between what's coming from the universe and what's mm. dropping in and what's conscious, like what you said to me in the car before. Um, so, I mean, what's the it, difference yeah. between me literally just saying, you will, oh, what, what should I do tomorrow? You should do this. And, th- and that's not necessarily the actual truth or that's not the best option that's just my inner want, yeah i think the truest stuff you'll just pick up and you'll feel it man you'll feel like it's come from somewhere mm. you're like oh like, i should say this or yeah. i'll do this well because the things and, and I, it should, it'll come out of nowhere like yeah. you'll be you know reaching over to grab your coke can and then it will just drop in and it'll be like what the fuck that just came from absolutely nowhere that did not come from my conscious mind that yeah. was that was from somewhere else. It's funny you say that. Like you bring, we bring this up now because this morning I read a Facebook status on one of my mates who's done something similar to this and he was saying that he's just relaxed a lot, chilled out more and been more open to whatever the universes mm. or source or souls are going to deliver him. And he's like, oh, it's insane. Like I've been having all these- Things are easier. Been more of like just letting things come in and he's coming up with all this. Awesome- it's the path of less resistance. Yeah. Because the path of least resistance is by just going with whatever the path presents yeah. instead Funny, of man, trying to be so it rigid. Sounds hippie, in your man. Path. I'm not. I'm like the biggest, furthest thing from a hippie. But all mm. my beliefs are, mm. are are very. I don't really vocalize them too much, mm. except for on here. But there's definitely some form of power or source and soul and. But that's why when people say, "Oh, we sound so hippie," and it's like the whole the whole eye roll is like what I. One of my biggest drivers is that I want corporate women and lawyers mm. and all that to be hippie mm. in those mm. inverted, inverted well, commas. Um, because I, we are all equally as spiritual as, you know, and the reason why you get people that, you know, are, let's say, more spiritual, for want of a better word, because I don't really particularly believe in that someone's more spiritual than the other is just because one they might practice it and they've made it familiar to them they repeat it over and over and also they're open to it and yeah. they just give it a fucking crack mm. and then they become hippie and quite often people that are hippies sorry yeah. um are because maybe their parents were so it's more familiar to them and that's going back to the primitive mind that likes what's familiar and not what what is unfamiliar that's why people gravitate to margs or denmark or whatever yeah. because and that's like yeah. uh, people can call it hippie, but some of the even the some of your favourite sporting teams, for example, like the the biggest fucking franchise in mm. the world, or one of the biggest franchise, Chicago Bulls, in their six championships, they doing mindfulness, meditation, mm. and, and visualization mm. as a Before tool. It was I know the West Coast Eagles do it. They a hundred percent do it. I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't they know do, if they do it this right now, as but well. the, yeah, they do all that. Mm. Um, a friend of mine he used to do it, and they used to have a guy who would take him through visualization and, and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, it's a tool that, that AFL sport. football clubs use. Mm. Fucking sporting clubs around the world use <clears> these. Sort you know of who tools should use that that's, better? That goes along the lines of because you're visualizing, which goes along the lines of you know um, RTT therapy, which is 
creating the picture in your head that is in line with what you want because if you can see yourself getting those goals if you can see yourself you know um like I'm just thinking about a boxer because I know a famous boxer used a lot if you can see yourself like winning and getting that last punch Mm. then you can do it you gravitate you move towards that future reality from a spiritual point of view but you're also showing yourself those pictures in your head Conor McGregor he's a perfect example Mm. that's what he Mm. does visualisation and manifestation they should Mm. use it more in the arc for the AFL replays because their vision (laughs) is atrocious they are so bad ridiculous but it's like people that tell you themselves that you know they've got this we all have Three um, friends. <laughs> we have every single one of us, one of us default to one of these negative thought patterns. Every single one of us has one or two, but we all have one. And it's this comes from our primitive mind, a childhood, blah, 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 is either it is I am not enough, support is not available to me, or I am different. As in a bad different? As in a, yeah. As so in like, a, I'm different, it's not going to work for me? Yeah, or I'm, I'm different to them. Because remember what wants us, you know, we want to be familiar and that goes back to tribal, blah, 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 because that's what we want to belong. We want to be able to bond. We want to be able to attach because and connect because that's our means yeah. of survival. So if you feel different, you think you're going to die yeah, from yeah. the primitive mind. So I'd say mine was I'm not enough. I yeah, feel, I would say that. One. I'll definitely say that. Yeah. Mine is support's not available to me. That's why I became a counsellor because I was so passionate about giving support to people. Yeah. Um, and that comes from like a past, like when I was a little girl being bullied and stuff like that and feeling like there wasn't no support help. around me, no teachers and all that. So yeah. that's my driver. So you can flip it to it becoming a positive driver from a negative experience. And the people with the greatest negative experiences that turn it into a positive influencer are yeah. some of the like best Oprah influences. Oprah, yeah. Well, I, I try to I recognise the negative mm-hmm. but not stay with the negative and then use it to move and grow forward. That's what Chell said after she did my Reiki thing. She was like, Dobbs, you got to stop always being positive you got to be like okay it's all right to have this bad thing yeah and like allow it and feel it because i always go oh i know something better is around the corner this bad thing's happening because that thing Mm. and and you picked up on a fuckload of other stuff that was spot on but so i mean you gotta let it digest literally Mm. that's why yeah because i fell into that trap of like positive i thought positive thoughts and all that sort of stuff i started actually playing football in that way and spreading them amongst the Mm. boys and and I probably went too far in that direct in the other direction in regards to like um, I was seeing I was telling myself there's no negative, yeah. But there is negative. There is a negative thing to learn from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just it's don't now. I just don't stay with it. I recognize well, it. I understand it's there. You can't have all light. We can't all be prancing in fields of daisies. We'd never learn. I mean, the wars, the our greatest darknesses, mm. darkness created the greatest light. I That's mean, why they're great wars. You know, and you hear, yeah, you hear those sayings like, "What is it? You've got a." Um, Without the dark, there's no light. There's no light and all the that. And, yang. Yeah, and if you look at past it's past legit experiences without like failure, war no and success. Holocaust and all that, yeah, without failure, it's true. 
You know, yeah. we learn the most from our negative experiences. In relationships, we grow the most out of negativity, out of our negative experiences and how we heal and grow from it, not from the la-di-da fun times. If but also- you're supported though, right? If you've had something bad, you don't know how to deal with it, you can get caught in that. Yeah, spot, that, that destructive yeah. Um, self-sabotaging. My, turn, my turning um, point came from severe trauma, like mm. severe trauma. One, my housemate died in a car accident mm. and it changed everything. Yeah, see? And as much as that is not his his death isn't a positive. Mm. The the positives and the learning that I gained from that going forward are certainly positive. Mm. And it's you don't see it at the time. You don't and I don't look at his death needed to happen for me to grow in this way, but they this is this is how you find the positives mm. in any negative. Yeah. You, at it's, the time, you can't see this. And no, I'm just I was thinking that's possibly pain. why you had anxiety about staying in a job that you didn't like because you had that your friend's experience of dying at such a young age and you've got that dialogue in your subconscious that's like you live life because you never know when it's going to end. That was There were so many things like that. For example, mm. he called me probably three hours before he had a car accident and I ignored his phone call mm. and said, I'll call him tomorrow. And now that's that. That's not the only thing I learned from it. But mm. now I try not to ignore anyone, and not necessarily in a phone call. It could be anyone, anything, mm. any sort of situation. And that's, I guess, one form of growth. I don't. I'm not mm. perfect on it all the time. There'll be times where Delby might call, and I'll be like, "Fuck, I can't answer right now. I'll, mm. I'll, I've got work to do." And it might happen like that from time to time. Mm. But more often than not, I'll be like. Oh, shit, I better slide an answer. That's so interesting. I'm exactly the same. I cannot ignore people. I get extreme, like, oh, you know, like one of my exes, he was so okay with not replying or just screening people's calls and I would look at him like I'd have anxiety or, you know, that's yeah. you, everyone uses that word. So I'd have, you yeah. know, fear over like what happens if something's, you know, happened to that person or how can you just ignore someone? They're trying to get through to you, like yeah. brutal, over and over he would do it or he wouldn't reply for so long. Long and I thought, God, how does he sleep straight at night? So that's interesting. There must be a seed there. So I'll go find it later, mm. I think. But um, yeah, our minds are uh, ex- really interesting. And going back to like childhood stuff and how I was saying that we all default back to one of those. The other thing is that we always default back to roles. So in your childhood home, you would have the roles are um, I create sickness to get attention. So the roles are a purpose or a means of gaining attention and we all have one of them. So you create sickness, you create brilliance, like I'm the brilliant child, I'm the excellent child, I'm the um, caring child, I'm the giving child, I'm the loving child or I'm the rebellious child, I'm the naughty child and each and every role is a means of getting attention and so you can see that in um, teenagers and and at schools and stuff, mm. hey? Yeah. There's me and my brothers. I was the brilliance. Jamie mm. was the brilliance as well. And then Chris was the rebel. Well, so we had no, three. actually, two roles can't be in the same house. Are you sure? Jamie yeah. was always trying to be held good at everything. Mm. Yeah. But and then I was when trying he. To be good at everything. So were you actually good? Who was actually the academic intelligent? Academic, me. Yeah. But so you were actually and sport, the. Though. Who? Me and. I was sport and academics. Exactly. So you were actually the brilliant child. Whether Jamie was striving for it or not, 
he would have tried to go for that role, but then he would have gone, fuck, Delby's taken that one. I'll try another one, which well, was. Jamie eventually got quite he brilliant. He was unreal at footy. <laughs> no, he was the best at, at sport. Yeah, but, but he would have defaulted to another role because what happens is children compete for a role and then they see that, oh, it's taken or he's got it, like he's got the medal, I'm going to do something different to stand out. Mm. Like what did Jamie do to stand out? Well, his was always his footy. Like he was really good at – he was better at footy than me. Okay, so then what did you become? Did you become the carer? Who's yeah. the closest – Yeah. There well, you go. So if he's – if he really truly achieved and became brilliant at something that got him attention, then and you might have all had the intelligence or brilliance, you would have potentially defaulted to another role. And I yeah. can so it's, it's, hear that it's the caring. You were probably the softest. You were probably the closest to your mum. Yeah. People would have come to you for advice. You were the caring energy, the caring role in yeah. your family. That it does morph though, because my brother Chris was the rebel, and then he changed into the caring one and he was the one that everyone went to it does change weird, yeah it like, changes but in every household there is one and you've got to look at your parents as well yeah. and that's why people create sickness for attention but that's a whole nother story oh, we've got one of them in my family. you're the oldest brother as well aren't you yeah i'm the oldest yes yeah, so i'm the oldest of three boys as well so yeah. what are the roles mm, i don't know okay so what were they okay brilliant brilliance careless so sickness and rebellion rebellion Ryan was definitely the rebel, but this is at stages because they've they chop and change. Yeah, so let's go between zero and no, it's more between zero and fourteen. But what's really telling is zero and eight, or we can push it out to zero and ten, and then we can push out again. Okay, so let's go zero to fourteen. I was probably the brilliant Mm -hmm. in regards to sports and and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Ryan was the rebel, Mm -hmm. and Nathan was. He was obviously the youngest, but he was probably, yeah, was he, what was it, caring and? Um, sick. Sick? Like, what do you mean sick? Like, like you, f- you fake like you're sick for love. Well, you don't necessarily fake it because you can manifest sickness, right? Mm. You know, like if you think or you, yeah, anyway, that you know what I mean yeah. by that. Yeah. So you can actually be sick um, or you can be a hypochondriac or you could, you it's know. weird with the dynamic with three boys. I found that my youngest tried to be like – Jamie tried to be like me. Mm. Did your youngest yep. always try to be like you? Yep. And yep. your middle one would rebel because he was like fucking yeah. – yeah, yeah, Why yeah. don't you want to be like me? And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we had that. But you've got to look at your parents as well as well because quite often children will look up at their parents and they'll go, oh, dad's so academic and brilliant. I'm not really like that. Oh, mum's so caring. So that role's taken, the caring one, because mum's taken that. Mm. Oh, the brilliant role's taken because dad's a smart one. I'm going to be rebellious because that will get me attention because it's different. Yeah. Well, then as we grew older, Ryan... My brother, my other, my, my second oldest brother, he became brilliant as well. Mm. <clears throat> as well, I wasn't brilliant at sport, but I, mm. we were both state champion runners mm-hmm. in our age groups, and we were both at West Perth mm. uh, Footy Club. But then you it's manifested hamstrings. <laughs> yeah, well, see, Ryan played five league games in his first season, mm. and I'd been there for three years already, and I hadn't played one. And, and then he just l- liked drinking beer too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gave up. And you so Ryan would have hammies. A fair amount. Yeah, it, no, sound, it sounds like <laughs> it might sound like I'm trying to label or whatever. It's not yeah. like that at all. It's it's you know it's a fluid. The reason why children want attention is 
complete innocence. It's the means to connect and to bond. And that goes back to the primitive mind as well, which is a means of survival. So it's very innocent, even the rebellious child. And that's why, you know, I hate labels. Attention, yeah. Yeah. And and remember, because the underlying driver is connection, you know. And so when you see kids that are in gangs or you see girls that are going off and, you know, putting themselves in dangerous situations to get attention, you've got to remember there's always an innocent driver and that is why I love my job so much as a counsellor is because I don't see the the behaviour or the action as necessarily the truth. It's what's boiling underneath yeah. and it's so interesting to access it and always, always, always with every negative behaviour there is an innocent emotional driver. Yeah. and It's like the mains. Even murderers and stuff like that. Obviously, some people are quite ill, but there's an innocent driver that I don't believe that they were born murderers and that's why hypnosis and counselling and healing work is um, is so revealing. I feel like that's true 99.9%. I think there's that point one where there's something mm. wrong with their brain that yeah, definitely. They just go, oh, I'm, I feel happy from this. and Yeah, they're, they're, they're psyched, a little they're, bit sick. Like, I think yeah. a lot of mo- – yeah, uh, yeah, there is – I'm sure there's – But the other thing about that collect, connecting is the saddest thing as a teacher, man, it happened to me today, it's ironic we're talking about it, is you see the kid sitting by himself mm. and it fucking breaks your heart, man. Like there's this kid today. Mm. She's the sweetest kid. I taught her from like year seven. And she's year 10 now and she was sitting by herself. And usually when a kid's by himself, I go up and go, oh, where's your crew, you know? Mm. But she's only got like one or two mates that I've seen her sit with. And I was like, oh, where's your crew today? And she goes, oh, we don't hang out anymore. And I was like, why? She goes, um, they didn't invite me to a birthday because they think I'm annoying. And I was just like, oh, oh my f- And she's such a sweet girl, man. She's so sweet. So what did you do? I think I actually think she's got a little bit of undiagnosed autism or something because she's a little bit. Different. Different. What did but you say? I just said, oh, man, being a teenage girl sucks sometimes. I'm like, people people do that and it's it's nothing to do with you. I was like, it, it's just one of those things, girls and guys, when you're a teenager, you fall out, you'll make up again soon. Mm. I didn't know mm. what else to say. I was like, you know, yeah. and I, go, it's I said, oh, I go, you're not annoying, you know, and then I just, mm. she's like, oh, I go, what do you got next? She goes, I got art, and it's okay, I have a friend in that class, and I was just like, oh, oh your heart. It hurts. And it, you see these so kids, much. and, you know, we've all been guilty of it, I think, in school. School's brutal, hey, oh, so back. But um, that's another drive of being a teacher is that how brutal it was, you know, and I was like, fuck this, I'm going to be a teacher that, yeah. you know, bullies bullies. But anyway. <laughs> I, I did that at Wanneroo. If I seen someone getting bullied, because I was bigger and popular, I would me and my brother Chris would, would bully the bully. Would literally pick him up on the wall. Yeah, Dobby was fucking pick same on the height again. that he is now. Yeah, <laughs> when he was in year me, yeah whatever ten and worse. Me and my brother Chris, man, we seen you're such kid, a sweetie. And we saw kids getting picked on, like clearly, like mm. or like if a kid had an mm. issue, we would fucking bail that kid up hey, mm, every good. time. But it's what we've all been guilty of um, is that when you see a um, I mean, as children, you see children getting bullied and you don't – you're the bystander, not the upstander. Yeah. And, you know, what people get so um, fed up with these kids that won't stand up for these these um, isolated children that are getting mm. bullied. But what we have to remember is – I keep referring to primitive mind mm. stuff, sorry, but is that you – we are driven – 
just very, very subconsciously and very strongly to not want to be isolated. It's yeah. a means of survival. And so kids are – that's why you see kids kind of seesawing going, oh, do I help that kid? Do I not? Because you've got that battle between logic and subconscious yeah. mind because there's part of your mind that's going, don't fucking isolate yourself. That's mm. fatal, yeah. primitive. And then there's a the logic mind or the emotional mind that's going, oh, my God, they don't deserve that. So they seesaw. And yeah. I see it in kids all the time. And because I'm a relief teacher and going around yeah. and kids don't know me, I can kind of sit back and watch and it's really interesting. Yeah, you need that kid that does be the upstander to be so secure in their standing and their social setting that's when you need the popular kids to actually be the ones to stand forward instead of being the bullies and there's some good ones at your school there are popular upstanders and i just love them yeah but Mm. um it's just yeah it just breaks your heart and the other thing like it's really frustrating because as a teacher you can only do so much. You can only say, hey, mm. that's not how we treat people. When the door's gone and then you get cop it from parents going, why are you letting my kids get bullied? I'm like, first of all, it's the fucking kid's parent that's doing the bullying mm. is the one you need to be speaking to. Mm. And we can't protect these kids forever. We, we can help them. But what are you going to do? Jump in and knock the kid out? Like yeah. the kid needs to build resilience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. The kid doing the bullying needs to learn why you don't pick on people. Yep. They're doing it for attention anyway. No, I just that's what I do, in, yeah. and I've done it heaps at your school. I, if I see a kid bully, I say, "Why do you feel like you need to be cool? That must mean that you don't feel very cool on the inside." Yeah. And they just don't know what to fucking do. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. And um, and they just look at me, and I'm like, "You must feel so small to want to put." someone to your level and make them feel as small as you do. I actually feel really sorry for you. Yeah. Yeah. And they just I can see them being like fuck you. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. And that's um with my with my low kids ones, my integrated kids, I always have those open discussions because like, they they've got so much. It must happen in all the other classes. I don't know what the teachers do. But if I see kids getting mm. bullied or if someone's I, I stop them, I go, right. Mm. That's that's not on and this mm-hmm. is why. Mm. And then we, we talk about it. Yeah, because yeah. in so. that little, I don't know what it is called at your school, but it's that 15-minute class. Yeah, when I'm room. Yeah, when I'm at school, that's I make them do, I do counselling stuff. It's so funny. They look yeah. at me like, who the hell are you? And that's why I love being a relief teacher because yeah. I just float in and do my shit and yeah. float out. And I'll be like, right, we're going to, for these 15 minutes, I'm going to tell you about, and they just look at me like, Oh, wow, but yeah. then you hook them in. I've got little hook tactics. Yeah, that's cool that you do that. And I remember I just, just yeah. sat there for 15 minutes. Yeah, well, the one of the mm. best days I should do that more of that, man. The best days was our Are You Okay Day, mm. and the day following, yep. where I got up, had a chat, and they were so engrossed, mm. you know, because like, they are. And you know, they're even the nastiest kids. And I, you know, you have some real crackers at your school, mm. the disrespectful, entitled, like nasty kids. And I just sit back and because my mind's such an analyst, curious little beast, I think, why, 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 why? What's happening to you? What's yeah. happening to you? And I, you know, go into that feeling space as well, that energy space. And um, it's sad. It's often yeah, it's always sad. very sad. Yeah. Anyway, have we banged on enough I'm mm. looking at the well, at what point do we get cut off we don't get no cut, cut off oh, we we, we've we been like going it. close to three again that's bloody good um, oh, anything else I feel like there on? was something else I was going to ask you I can't remember to finish it off I think it was uh, the hypno oh yeah I've got a question mm-hmm. maybe finish with this um, 
the so I remember watching my first ex, ex, real exposure to hypnotism was watching, and you've probably seen this one when Port Adelaide. Did you see that? They got the hypnotist no. in. And at the time, so it would be three or four years ago when Chad Wingard was still there, um, I think it was Chad Wingard. But anyway, he had to – they hypnotised him and told him that if uh, – that he was going to be delisted and he started crying. <laughs> um, and they said – Don't laugh at boys awesome. crying. No, they, but that's a hell funny thing to do. To, especially to him. Yeah, because he's super <laughs> confident, man. Like, and then, flashy. And then they said, it's okay, we're not going to delist you mm. as long as – you can kick the ball through that goal, you'll mm. you'll be fine. Mm. And um, he had been hypnotised that he couldn't kick a football, uh-huh. and so he went to kick it, and he, he wouldn't even it wouldn't even come out of his hand. He'd just get through <laughs> halfway through the action and stop, and he was like getting really frustrated. Mm. Um, and it's quite it's quite a fucking yeah. entertain. And I wanted to know how real is that video? Is that just them? I, I don't think the footy players would just go along with it for a political yeah. stunt. My brother's been hypnotised, pa- Jamie. Because the picture in his head was so powerful and, and so emotionally driven. And so that's a different sort of hypnotism. That's why the Adelaide Crows did on the camera. Is it a different form of hypnotism? There's, like a, What do you mean? Because it was like, instant. Like it was within, it's not RTT. It's not over. No, no. Um, RTT is instant. Okay. That's why it's called rapid transformational therapy. You can change someone's behaviours in an hour and it's and yeah, irreversible. This was like, you know, the shows where they hypnotise you and yeah, yeah, yeah. they put you on the show? Yeah. yeah. Is that the same form of hypnosis? Hang on, what do you mean? They hypnotise you and put you on the show? You know when you do hypnotism shows? Yeah, bang, bang. Yeah. Comedy shows Done, and stuff. five minutes. Yeah, they'll yeah, hypnotise yeah. you and then they'll like, dance like, like a yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dance like say, a ballerina or whatever your thing is. They don't tell you to dance like a ballerina. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Ever been to a comedy hypnosis show? That No. My the brother. Yeah, my brother I don't got, know about this. Oh, my gosh, invite me, please. My brother, yeah, well, there's Matt Hale in Perth who does it. My brother is a um, uh, is a. I've been to The Mentalist. No, not mental. This is hypnosis. My brother got hypnotised and I've got a photo of him sitting next to me in his jocks. They told him that something to do with his clothes and then he's just come back, sat sat down, he's got his orange jocks on. We're in the Regal Theatre, man. Come and just sit down next to us. Just chilling. No, I don't know because that's more mentalist. Because It's not mentalist because he's – No, but yeah, there's – yeah, so explain the difference. Because yes. men- mentalism is a trick where it's on patterns and thoughts. You, and yeah, it's a trick because do you think that your brother really wanted to sit there in his jocks? Probably, no, my brother. Well, then, <laughs> but, okay. Was this so, Jamie you know, or, you know Jamie like, or oh, Chris? You're the greatest singer in the world. Hypnotherapy. Thi- Jamie or Chris? Jamie. Hypnotists cannot okay. make you do anything that you don't want to do. Otherwise, all fucking hypnotists would be loaded. Mm. They'd be driving bloody BMWs, Porsche. They'd be like, instead of giving me $250 for the session, you can give me 2500 you know? Well, that's what Darren Brown said that he can do. Uh, nah, I don't believe that. I don't, I don't, I don't. Uh, I'll show, I've got a photo, but- I want to see this. Yeah, but you know um, when they're like, oh, you're the greatest singer of all time, and then they get up and they're That's like, because they believe- Okay, so that's different. And that's how, the, yeah, how and does that's that work? that's what he was work? doing to Chad Wingard. Like, he believed he couldn't kick, so he couldn't let go of the ball. So how does that work? So because he believed it and because he- but How does he so quickly do it? Because the picture in his head was so strong and the emotion attached to it was so- So they create an emotion attached to a picture, basically, very broadly. Yeah, because your, your mind responds to the pictures that you show it and the thoughts that you tell it. So you have to believe it. It's like, for example, you don't eat meat because you truly, truly believe 
X, Y, Z. Yeah. So this footy player must truly, truly have believed that he couldn't have kicked the footy. He must have really wanted to do it. Maybe he wanted to test it. There must have been an emotional driver because like Delby, he wanted to change, but the emotional driver to head fuck this hypnotist was greater. Do you know what I mean? What's that? Just showing us something. Ah. <laughs> I have to, I'd have to have Jamie here because. Well, he gets hypnotized all the time, man. He's always in the shows. He's like, like he goes, yeah, like I know what I'm doing, but it's like I don't. He's like in this weird. Yeah, so that's like, when you're in. You know, when you're in a meditative state. That's what he said. And you, like, it's like you or when okay when you're falling asleep and you sleep talk. That's yeah. okay. Or when you're you're falling asleep and you twitch and you go, I know I've just twitched. That's yeah. weird. I'm in this space between awake mm. and asleep. Yeah, that's probably the closest. Um, you know, co- uh, correlation. Yeah, not correlation. That's the wrong word. But anyway, the closest example, or you know, yeah, to get everyone in their state. What he did was this, right? And I remember he got everyone to um, yeah, squeeze, squeeze their hands really close, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then he started talking to the whole crowd. Mm-hmm. So he was hypnotizing everyone at once. Said so they're glued, and you can't like get them glued, undone. Yeah, can't yeah, get yeah. Them undone. I could have done that to you today. And then. Tonight. I was like, ah, oh, shit, like I couldn't undo them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, if you want to try and be hypnotized, like come up. And I went up and like I didn't go under, but then Jamie was under and he was just doing the same thing. Like, But it, it, was, it was rapid. It was like 10 minutes and phew, Yeah, because under. your mind – yeah, so I've done – I was going to do that one to you guys at the beginning of the show as can well. Can you do that right now? Kids are great. You can – Tell your hands that they're glued shut, you're not, you know, glued tight, there's super glue. And kids will like go like this. I've had a ch- child like some cry. Yeah. <laughs> can I, can, can I try and do it now? Will it work? Or now that I know that you're trying to do it, or would it not work? Um, we'll give it, yeah, try. So I mean, it's I up to you. Yep. So, what am I doing? Okay. So, put your hands together like yep. this linked fingers. Yep. Like this, and I want you to squeeze them really tight. Look at your hands, look down at your hands, squeeze them really tight. And I want you to so usually I'd walk over to you and I'd put my hands on your fingers, and I would say, Your fingers are completely glued together, super glued together. No matter how much you tr- want to try and pull your hands apart, you absolutely cannot. They're glued tight, locked tight, locked shut. And now try and pull them apart. <laughs> He's locked. And Unlock it, bruh. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, that's Take, good. Let your fingers go, Okay, man. now what I would usually do is now tap your fist and you'd be able to get out of it. Oh, wow. That's... You're letting go or what? Yeah. Tap his hand. Yeah. Oh, it's like this like yeah. feeling. Yeah, yeah, tap. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's lots of little techniques like that that you can do. Um, oh. Cool, hey? That's the power of our mind because our, logically, remember, logically we know our hands are not glued together. <laughs> you can fix erectile dysfunction that way as well. Pardon? You could fix erectile dysfunction like that as well. Oh, yeah. And fertility, right. fertility. So the greatest areas is smoking. Because yeah. people really want to quit, they just find it hard. You go change the picture. Um, weight loss, um, fertility. Yeah, the three breakups, grief. Then, well, yes, but the three main areas of um, that people come to, and trauma actually, 
And then injury as well. Injury is a great one. Mm. I've I went actually, there, that's what I went there for friend, my back as well for that lady. Yeah, okay. To try and read. I, I literally went there to try and rewire my thought patterns about pain in my back. Mm. Well, my yeah. friend, um, she had uh, torn her ACL, PCL and LCL and I did RTT with her. And Fuck, that's a big... So many acronyms. <laughs> and literally within a week, she was out of her... Cast. Yeah, knee brace. Like brace, and you know her, her one of her legs was stiff like this, and she was trying to walk. walk. And after doing the RTT session with her, and then giving her a transformational recording, she was like, "What the hell?" I do? and she's she's skept, you know, she's skeptical, and yeah. she was just like, "What the fuck? How'd you do this?" And now I'm doing a session with another one of my friends on weight loss, and. She was funny. She was saying, I don't think you hypnotised me. I don't think you hypnotised me. But then all of a sudden she's starting to eat healthy. And, <laughs> and But, you know, it's a bit like, okay. Can but, you stimulate me to grow muscle? Like- yeah, anything. Honestly. And, you know, I say this with absolute confidence is you can change anything and everything about your life. You honestly can. What about Hypnosis, cure just- and incurable disease? Well, yeah, for sure. I'm a bit. You know, because I haven't been practicing for years and years and years. Marissa Pia, for example, she's cured cancer. She's, you know, like um, Joe Dispenza, you know, with his yeah. back mm. just from hypnosis and yeah. meditation. And if you want to look into this a bit more, people listening, watch Healed on um, Netflix. Yeah, yeah, that's a good it's, one. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. I'm going to watch it again and again and again. There's a, you know, Bruce um, Lipton, Lupton, oh, Lipton. Lipton, yeah, he's brilliant. He's on there. Um, oh, I've just forgotten his name. His last name's M A T E something. Anyway, mate, old mate, old mate. No, it, it is. It's spelt like that. Marte, Marte, yeah, something like that. He's really good as well, and they're all in that movie. Like mm, the okay. best Doco. theorist. So you got to watch it. The only healed. thing is that lady didn't get cured at the end with the with the with the random skin condition. Yeah, well, you, we don't know. You've mm. come to that conclusion yourself that she well, didn't get Well, because she was still looking at the end. She was still looking for help, remember? No. Oh, watch it again. I watched it again. Yeah. I watched but it I again. also oh think she's God. got a mental block where she's stopping herself. Yeah, I, I know who you're talking about, the she kept saying, lady that's got a little bit like of- Like all the skin and the growth. Asian of something. Yeah, yeah she's got kids. Well, I think maybe Mexican or something, yeah. Mexican, yeah, yeah. some, yeah. We'll just we'll just I do the race brush. We'll just, we'll just we'll just <laughs> I can I can see no, it's just I've Filipino. Got this, I've got this picture Mexican. in my head and yeah, yeah she had, she had kids. the kids. Yeah. And she wasn't cured in the end. Nah. There would have been a reason why they documented her. Like, you know, there's a reason that, why she's that. That lady in that, that was doing the emotion things, she was like, you are, and getting her to repeat, you know, it's not my fault, talking about her mum and shit. Mm. She's like, it's not my fault. I am. I was doing the best I could. Yeah, see, that yeah. is, that's what we do in hypnotherapy as well. Like I said to you before, but Delbs, that's not you. You're not poor. I would say that yeah. to you in hypnosis. You ne- Repeat after me, that's not me, yeah. you know. I've been feeling, I've been making anyway. a good buck lately. Well, maybe next yeah. time yeah. we can talk about. Um, I bought you cushion pillows. Oh, I oh, know. I owe you money <laughs> no, for don't that. Don't worry about it. Oh, sick. I'm not poor. You fuck. You hypnotize me. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe next time when you're on, we can talk about um, I am affirmations and a few things that has been going mm. um, quite a long time. But yeah. is that before we go? Is there anything you want to plug? Collective. Insta. Just my my business that's up and running. Um, it's called the Collective Therapy. And there's a website that's thecollectivetherapy.com. On the Wix. Sick. We will on put that, the Wix. We'll put that in our 
social media posts. Yep. yep. And I've got an Instagram page, so follow me, please. Mm. Get it crack a No, no, you will follow her. You will follow her you on Instagram. You will follow her. Follow the when yellow When you open road. Instagram, you will have the urge to follow the collective. <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing. And share the Hard Yarns podcast and follow and like and subscribe. Mm. You will follow us. But yeah, come d- I my practice, the office done that. is in Denmark in yeah. the Great Southern, but I also um, do like freelance, so to speak, mm-hmm. and also online. So Sick. Um, Should we do a quick hypnosis for our listeners? Yeah. You will share and subscribe the Hard Yarns podcast you because you really enjoy it. Mm. The Hard Yarns brings you great joy. Every time you hear the Hard Yarns podcast, you feel a sense of happiness, a sense of joy, and a desire and urge to share and spread the good word. Who needs the Bible when you have... The hard yarns. Okay, so you just absolutely brutalised <laughs> hypnosis. It is not like that. Namaste. <laughs> Namaste away. Uh, Delby, you got anything you want to plug? Um, this week, I'm actually relatively free, to be honest, for the first time ever. Well, you should come down on Thursday night to the Comedy Lounge to watch me do some stand-up. Oh, French, you're doing the gong show. I'm doing the gong show. It's not real stand-up. Oh, but I it. might last a minute. But I'm going to do it. I'm Where probably going to have a crack at Shin. Oh, the city. Oh, don't, don't have a go at Shin because he'll, he'll, ro- he'll dominate you, bro. He'll dominate me? Yeah. Well, bring it on, Shin, you fuck. <laughs> 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 um, no, no, he's good. I'll, I'll, be, I'll stay clear of that. I'll yeah. be pretty simple. That's, that's all he does, man, is roast, roast, roast. Yeah. So I'll, um, I'll just have a bit of fun and that should be it. And then... Um, We've got we've actually got two episodes this week. We've got emo coming up on Wednesday, um, oh, yeah. so that's going to be awesome. Um, Sweet. And um, did I, I tell Raw you? Raw state that? winner? No, you didn't. But oh, all yeah. good. Wednesday, yeah, all yep. good. Yep. Sweet. <laughs> so emo's coming up on Wednesday, and um, I'm going to be in Broome next week filming for the whole week. Mm, so nice. we're not going to have an episode, but we've got a cool little competition next week that yeah. we're going to put out there. Yeah. That's it. Thank you so much. Amazing episode again. I I think this is over three hours. I reckon that's over three hours, maybe close to, or maybe just under. No, we started about seven, I think. I appreciate everyone who's gone to the end. Yeah, we did hang around and talk a bit prior to you coming. But thank you so much. Always a pleasure, and we'll definitely get back on. Always a pleasure, never a pain, because we always (laughs) seek pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Peace. Uh, And I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. The fake news, the enemy of the people. That I call the fake news the enemy of the people. The fake news.